2: X, it's time for your pap smear oh god damn it <laughs> i can't complex. i don't have a cervix <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna get weird yo <laughs> get in the stirrups mm-hmm that works for me <laughs> everybody. This is the Utah Outcast. We are a very much uncensored and unabashedly atheist show coming at you from the great and spacious state of Utah via podcast and YouTube. We strive to bring you some entertaining news that you miss, some fun with real audio, and oh, so much more each week. For each topic we find funny, infuriating, or just plain newsworthy, we make sure to consume each with as much skepticism and as much reverence as legally allowed. The panel for this week's show consists of that debonair and suave movie critic, Kyle Steenblick. That's me. Hi. And Felicia (laughs) will get her introduction, too, but she's not here to enjoy it just yet. And to the left is the the Always Prepared to Lob Blueberries, the amazing and irascible (laughs) Felicia Entwistle. She'll be here soon. Uh, Our special guest is someone that I'm excited to have on the show this week. She's the chapter head for the Satanic Temple here in Utah. Uh, Someone who made a dream of mine come true by simply existing and doing the work that she does. The one and the only (laughs) Shalise Blythe. Hello. And there are those who call me Chris... But for the internet's sake, as well as, well as my own hatred of sibilance, uh, I am X, and I'm here for my <laughs> weekly hosting duties. Uh, before we get started in earnest, I wanted to give a quick nod to all the heavy-hitting people who keep this boat afloat, and, or as you know them, our sustaining patrons, uh, Robert Jones, Dan Ellis, and Louis Cruz. Uh, if there was a Mr. Howell to this SS minnow, it would be Danny Lopez, who could have seriously pole vaulted himself off of the island via, very, uh, via the Mariana Trench. Let's see, dick jokes. Um, (laughs) these four named and awesome people deign to contribute to the show's production each week by giving us money via Patreon. If you don't own the funds to make it rain, but you'd like the show's support support anyway, all we ask is that you give us a few seconds of time and whatever app or platform you use to catch our show, or just leave us a rating at the very least, you know, a subscribe. As always, you can find us on various social media as Utah Outcast, or just email us at mailbag at utahoutcast.com, or hit us up on the DERB line, 347-669-3377, or dip now derp if you want to dial that number <laughs> uh so what's what have you guys been up to for the week anything fun going on with y'all mm, fun i don't know about <laughs> fun um you guys have a uh, chalice <clears throat> you guys have a barbecue coming up do you not or is it this yeah. weekend
0: yeah, yeah. So it's going to be this oh, Sunday. Uh, shit. So, so Sunday they're not going to be at Fairmont Park, which I believe is in the Sugar House area. And mm-hmm. it's uh, between 1 and 5 p.m. And it's for everybody. So you don't have to be a Satanist to attend. Uh, it's just an open event where people can come hang out, just very relaxed. Um, should be a good, fun time. I hope so. And the weather should be nice. So
2: well, By the time people are hearing this, I'm sure it was a great time. I'm sure yeah. it was a lot of fun. <laughs> we'll
0: have had so much fun without you guys. So. You
2: guys fucking missed it.
0: <laughs>
3: mm.
2: So anyway, with, with all that being said, let's go ahead and jump into our first segment. The fans know what's coming, but for the rest of you, it's time for... <music> News You Missed. And what a better way to start our show each week than to plunge headfirst into the headlines that uh, the networks did not pick up. Or if they did, they definitely didn't come with our bias. The first one that we have up here is... Well, you know the whole Colin Kaepernick thing? We I talked about it quite a bit on The Godless Revolution with those guys, and... God, has been talked about on every fucking show that you could possibly listen to in podcast land. But if you don't know, he's the San Francisco quarterback guy mm-hmm. that decided not to stand up for the National Anthem. And about the only thing you got to see was like his shoulder pads as he was sitting on a bench when the fucking anthem was playing. You know, when all of football America was at home, sitting on the couch, getting pissed off that no <laughs> one was standing up for the, for the National Anthem. Well, apparently, Brian Fisher, one of the guys we love to talk about on the show quite often. He uh he says that Colin Kaepernick is breaking the law. Well,
1: yeah, no, not by really. not
2: standing for the national anthem. Mm, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, Brian Fisher claims that there is no question that Kaepernick is violating federal law by kneeling or sitting rather than standing or placing his hand over his heart while the national anthem is played. Uh, And he not, says the evidence yeah. for this is the U.S. Code. I didn't realize we had a U.S. Code. Anyway, it says, uh, has no, which has no legal authority, but section 301 says that when the anthem is being played, civilians should face the flag and stand at attention with their right hand over their heart. Brian should. (laughs) That's the operative word there, douchebag. It's just a recommendation. I mean, the first amendment, which has, which has legal authority says that you don't have to follow that recommendation, but it's not as if Brian Fisher actually would give a shit about that kind of thing. Who's going to uh. let the details get in the way?
1: <laughs> it was details, It was just oh, God, silly so little things.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I just, I just find it funny. And if, uh, if you, you want to go check out on Twitter, Andrew Seidel had a uh, quite a back and forth with him on this kind of thing. He's like, and Brian Fisher's like, well, the military has to stand at attention, and, the, and I was like. No, they have to follow the Unified Code of Military Justice. That's a completely different fucking rule book than the, the normal people have to follow.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that that's completely different. Not even close to the same thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've had many, many rulings already about the uh, the whole having to stand for the pledge and stand for the National Anthem and everything. It's a First Amendment right that you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And it's gone to Supreme Court, so fuck you, Brian Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> So the next one that we have up here, we have Ohio School District, uh, their new CEO, finally cuts creationism and intelligent design from the science curriculum.
0: Finally.
1: Yeah,
2: good. Yeah, I was, I, I, as <laughs> I posted this article, I'm like, uh, wasn't this, shouldn't this have been done already? Shouldn't this have been a foregone conclusion? I mean, I, th- I thought we went through this already in this in this nation.
1: Yeah, I, th- I thought so, too. In Ohio, uh,
2: yeah. Ugh, What's up? That's a battleground state, too.
1: God. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised that, that was even still an issue. I didn't know that that had happened.
2: So yeah, you
0: uh, you see news stories all the time about uh, you know these uh, these school boards. They're um, mm-hmm. when it comes to just determining the curriculum they want taught for their students, and so it always comes up the creationism. And you see a lot of you see a lot of teachers, especially in the science field, who are just like you know this is not. This is not scientifically valid, and we don't want to be teaching this in the schools, but obviously mm-hmm. their quote-unquote compromise is to teach both. So but we got to teach, <laughs> the, comp, teach <laughs> so, the
2: controversy. Teach the controversy.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I remember, obviously, having gone to school in Utah, uh, I remember that being the case, being uh, in science class is... um uh, you, you're taught both. So you have the heavy handed evolutionary, the, um, you know, the, you know, you, you hear the Big Bang theory, everything like that. And then kind of as a afterthought, it's, and then there's this other thing. <laughs>
2: well, feel happy because that's exactly what they taught when I was in Louisiana and Arkansas and stuff too. I, yeah. I pretty much got the yeah. same thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, obviously, obviously, I don't feel that the, uh, the, um, Uh, intelligent design has any uh, i don't feel that the intelligent design uh argument should be presented in schools but at the same time as long as you're presenting both i guess
2: (laughs) yeah i i I, I think you should you should give as much credence as there are percentage of people that think that is the the truth in the world you know creationism how many people really believe this oh A small amount of people that actually have no evidence for the shit you know
0: well it it really helps the teacher that i had at the time obviously she did not believe in the creation like the the creation (laughs) um so the way in which it was presented was all of all of everything we learned was was completely in line with what we understand in the science community and then it was just like a and then there's this other theory that's out there, this is what it is, and there you go. I, so I, I think a lot of the attitude um, you know, with the, the people who are teaching it has a lot to do with it as well.
2: Yeah, when you get really science-minded teachers, it's really great because they do just gloss over it, and I, I yeah. really enjoy that.
0: Yeah, they just say, this is the other thing that's out there, you guys obviously know what I'm talking about, so there you go.
2: Yeah, because your parents yeah. teach this shit all the time.
1: There is. I don't know. I think it could, it could have some merit, uh, if it's presented in, you know, with the, here's a bad idea. Yeah. You know, here's, here's why this is not exactly good science or science at all. Here's an example of an idea that's crappy.
2: The specific headline, uh, there was a writer for the daily beast that said a current curriculum map, um, recommends teachers in this public school district show a creationist video oh, and the creationist oh. video is called cambrian fossils and the creation of species as a 10th grade science education this video claims that the cambrian explosion totally invalidates the theory of evolution mm. this is a new one to me i might want to research i've this never one, heard but- that yeah yeah But for people that are not in the know, the Cambrian Explosion was a time period nearly 550 million years ago, where over the next tens of millions of years, the number of species on Earth experienced a relatively rapid expansion by evolutionary standards. Christian creationists regularly point to this explosion of life as evidence for creation by God and against evolution. So like there was other life already uh, happening on this planet before <laughs> the Cambrian time, and then all of a sudden Cambrian happens. Then and it's just when God went lightning bolt, fucking let's make this shit. Let's make me some like bird fishes. Yeah, but doesn't could...
0: that invalidate the whole in seven days God created everything? So then you have so why well, we, would he? That's he when, you get
2: it, what, seven, when you get into the intelligent when you get into the shitty intelligent design arguments where they're like, oh well. But they don't mean literally seven days. They mean yeah. seven of God's days. and Yeah, so-
1: that's that's when you that's when you get into the hardcore apologetics where it's, oh, well, you know, God didn't use the Julian calendar.
2: <laughs> yeah, nobody did during that time. God didn't fuckers. know what
0: daylight savings time was, so it's totally valid. You know, it
2: it still fucks me up that like we still have September as the ninth month. (laughs) That pisses me the fuck off. I don't know why it should and October is the tenth month. It's like no, that's no, you're just teaching kids wrong. (laughs) Should be like non what it'd be that's what uh November should is should be the ninth month.
3: (laughs) Yeah. December
2: should be the tenth month. (laughs) (laughs) And forgive me, I don't know what eleven is in in Greek letters, in Greek words. I don't know. (laughs) Eleven Z's. Eleven
1: Z's.
2: <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna get me some food. No.
1: <laughs> Eleven Z's tober.
2: And second breakfast ween <sighs> <laughs> So the CEO for the district put a stop to the anti-science nonsense. Well, thankfully, yay. <laughs> uh, the memo says that beginning this 2016-2017 school year, any reference to intelligent design, creationism, or any like concepts are eliminated from the science curriculum. Hooray! And uh he writes that the discussions, activities, videos, and articles that may have referenced or what he characterized as objectionable concepts have been replaced with state science standards. <gasps> That's that common Yay. core stuff getting in the way.
1: No, we can't have standards.
2: No, we can't possibly let a kid move from one state to another and, you know, be able to pick up where the fuck he left off in the last <laughs> class, you know. No, we can't have that. I moved stay, a lot that's as a kid. Stay, man. That's
0: that's intruding on states' rights. Come on. Oh, you stat- know better, X.
2: That's states' rights shit. Oh, that bugs the <laughs> fuck out of me. Like, no, do, do you enjoy being a member of this giant fucking commonwealth of, of like states? Do you not enjoy that? No, I don't enjoy that. Well mm-hmm. you can just fuck the ra- you can just fuck off. That's what you should do. <laughs> and apparently Mexico is talking about, you know, invalidating the, the, the treaty <laughs> That gave California and Texas to us. <laughs> I didn't bring up that Good news luck. article, but they're <laughs> trying to say if Trump becomes president, they're going to essentially spark the Mexican-American war all over again.
1: <laughs> Yay. I like the taco trucks. Taco I trucks on
2: every corner. Time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here- for
0: that. Give me, yeah, give me taco trucks.
2: Here's a shocker. Joseph Smith. You know, the founder of the Mormon Church, for those that didn't fucking know. If you're listening to us in Utah, you know who Joe Smith is. Uh, He had a second seer stone. (laughs) And this article is like, here's what we know about it. (laughs) It was a rock. Yeah, it was a rock.
0: (laughs) No, it was my iPhone, don't you know?
2: Yeah, he oh, put it in yeah. the hat so that he that's could the see thing. the screen better.
1: <laughs> that's the only way he could get reception.
2: Like yeah. he didn't have a thing where you swipe sure. up and then like move it over so you can actually see the make the brightness better. I mean that's uh, No.
1: Yeah, he had to put it in the hat, like you're Oh, outside. so it's like
0: one of those like one of those flip
1: phones. Yeah. <laughs> it's an old StarTac phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <Or you're>, old. <laughs> or if you're outside, you have to go find a shady spot and like cover it with your hands to try to see the number.
2: <laughs> so now they're saying that it's not only that topaz topazish kind of you know um, what the what the hell would that be? What kind of stone was that? It was like a brown. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It was. It would look like a piece of petrified stone that had been like worn down and smoothed over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a Palmyra resident by the name of Pomeroy Tucker not Pomeranian Tucker, who uh, worked on the publication of the Book of Mormon, you know, all those hands making the work very much lighter, I guess, uh, remembered that Joseph Smith's sear stone had a whitish, glassy appearance, though opaque, resembling quartz. In his 1867 book, it probably was quartz.
1: Oh, it it was a magic crystal, I see.
2: If it resembled quartz, it probably was quartz. (laughs) Sorry about the flooding guys. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear my pipes <laughs> going. <laughs> my family just got home. They had a late night. So, so the there were other sources at that time that claimed the early Palmyrans, oh god, uh reflected the same description of the stone, making it difficult to know if they were original observations or, you know, mimicked his more informed and publicly de- declared opinion. Because, you know, we, we, they don't think for themselves. We humans, we we think for ourselves all the time, don't we? Of course we no, do. No, no, we just repeat yeah. shit that we hear. That's what we do on the show, too. But anyway. <laughs> uh, unlike his brownstone. <laughs> There's a Guns Guns and Roses song for you right there. Uh, Joseph Smith did not give away his white stone. In fact... The Nauvoo apostles remember him showing them his seer stone. I bet they did. <laughs> you want to see my seer stone?
1: He showed everybody his stone.
2: It was white and <laughs> everything. <chance. laughs> what did they say? It was whitish, glassy appearance, though <laughs> opaque, resembling quartz. Man needs to get out in the sun more often. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they were talking about it. All, Oliver Cowdery and all that bullshit. He had possession of it. And during the time, uh, Joseph's been working, had been working on the book of Abraham, you know, when he took that Egyptian papyrus and <laughs> translated it into a book, he took a facsimile and made it into the book of Abraham, which is by far one of the wackiest fucking things that the Mormons have in their, in their book, of, in their bag of tricks. It's just, a, it's, it's hilarious to me. So it's awful. It is. I mean, that's the one where like he, he says, oh, it's uh the, this guy that's, that's planning on killing Noah or not. Noah? what the fuck is it? Abraham. And yeah. yeah. It's so stupid. Look at that in the Kinderhook plates and reformed Egyptian and Brigham's language and all that shit. When, when the Mormons finally got kicked the fuck out of Missouri and, and wherever else they were just fucking killed out of, well, sorry, kicked out of because <laughs> they, they did get quite slaughtered. But, uh, uh, when they finally like started exiting West, they got really fucking wacky. That's mm-hmm. when things got really weird and they settled here and it's still wacky. <laughs> But anyway, they're trying to say that, oh, was this white seer stone more important to Joseph Smith than his brown seer stone?
1: Well, yeah, he liked the light. He liked the white ones better.
2: Yeah, because the other one hardened their hearts against God. <laughs> one's a Lamanite stone. One's a Nephite stone. <laughs> and they ask, they ask the heavy hitting questions. Of the, this is from LDS Living. Is where I grabbed oh. this thing from. So they hit they hit all the heavy fucking like topics. So did Joseph Smith translate the Book of Mormon with the white seer stone? No, he didn't well, with either. So,
0: <laughs> well, what was their answer?
2: Uh, let's see. There are almost no contemporary accounts of the Book of Mormon translation that describe the color of Joseph Smith's seer stones. But they, that doesn't stop them from making all sorts of paintings and shit where he's wearing like a breastplate with glasses attached to it that he was supposedly <laughs> using not the whole head in the hat thing where the Mormon church actually has articles about that, you know? Yes, mm-hmm. this is how he did it. And you have people from the church actually commenting on this stuff. So, so in 1830, uh, Joseph Smith purportedly used a seer stone to give the newly baptized future apostle Orson Pratt of revelation. And though he may be given Oliver Cowdery, his brown stone, yeah, he gave him his brown stone. He <laughs> appeared to have <laughs> possessed another stone that he was actually using. So, They're saying, yeah, he might have used it. They don't have any fucking hard answers on this stuff. Where is the stone today? Apparently got given to the Lorenzo Snow family. I don't, I don't fucking know. (sighs) You just, you start digging into this church and like, even when you just barely break the surface, there's just a bunch of crazy in there. And this is, this is no short example of it. They're like, Oh, he had a white stone. Oh my gosh. That's so fucking amazing. That's such a great story. And everybody else is like, dude. you're talking about a guy using <laughs> stones to translate a book from gold plates that nobody ever saw with their real eyes. They saw them with their spiritual eyes, and they were in a hill, taken out of the hill, given to him mm-hmm. by an angel, taken away, given back, taken away again. <laughs> it, was
1: it was a it's rock.
2: It was a rock. I got it's a rock. It's almost like
0: it was made up or something.
2: A little bit. Just no, just like his, his first encounter story or whatever the fuck they call it, the first mm-hmm. whatever where he's changed it, like, six times since he originally made the story.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And it got more exciting each time. Yeah, and the, the book that, you know, <laughs> is supposed to be the most perfect blah-blah-fucking-blah that there is, how come there have been all these changes to it? <laughs> like, we're talking about a book that was written in English that's been changed from English to English. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not talking about translation errors and shit like that. Man. Yeah,
0: didn't he have a, Didn't. I read somewhere that somebody who read through the uh, Book of Mormon, uh, they could absolutely tell that what was translated, th- the way in which it was, like the words and the sentence structure, everything about it reflected the same amount of uh, schooling that Joseph Smith had, mm-hmm. like to the same to the same level. Do I remember yeah. that there
2: were yeah. there were chapters and stuff directly lifted from another person's book. There were. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was another book around the same time where they were asking the same questions. What were the Indians? Were they tr- the Lost Tribe of Israel, kind of thing? It was almost the exact same fucking story. Oh. Yeah. And there was also the what was it like? How every sentence structure that he uses, and and, and so it came to pass, and all yeah, that other bullshit, bullshit yeah. stuff that he was saying, that came from like direct from the King James Bible. Like where, where mm-hmm. there's there's translation errors that made it from King James into the Book of Mormon, mm-hmm. and there he's like. Oh, no, he didn't use any of that to make like, make this book. No, he took shit boilerplate and just changed names. That's all he did. Yeah. The reason it sounds so familiar is because it's the same story with different people. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, John Kasich, that fucking dick. Oh, boy.
1: Jesus. Okay.
2: So he was apparently, you know, the best possible candidate for the GOP.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, really not. But he's the Ohio governor. And the former former presidential candidate uh, was in New Hampshire recently to endorse fellow Republican Chris Sununu for governor. Sununu. He's still around. I, I, didn't, I can't I believe it. that shit. Yeah, I know, man. Uh, so during a tour of downtown Exeter, Kasich entered a bookstore and saw a Harry Potter book. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Penthouse, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, and shared his irrational thoughts about Daniel Radcliffe, the openly non-religious actor who played Potter in the movies, as if none, nobody from our generation and the ones after us fucking know who Daniel Radcliffe is. Who? Yeah, Swiss Army man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I need to see that still. Uh Anyway, he's. this is what he has for a quote here. You know that Daniel Radcliffe has declared himself an athe- atheist? I'm serious. What a weird thing. Why would a guy who has all that success just, I mean, what the hell is wrong with him?
1: <laughs> hmm, it's not like he worked for it or anything.
2: It's not like he spent his whole childhood on movie sets and, you know, doing PR <laughs> tours and everything, you know. No, you can't, can't you like can't possibly be successful. Well. You can't be successful unless you have a God belief, apparently. Mm-hmm. And so it just makes me wonder what would happen if Kasich, you know, Learned about people like Mark Zuckerberg, you know, who, atheist, uh, Bill Gates, who, atheist, yeah, mm-hmm. who gave a shit ton of money away, who continuously gives a shit ton of money away. He's like, I'm never going to be able to spend this all. Same thing with Zuckerberg. He's. Mm-hmm. you guys see the rocket exploded, right? Yeah. The yeah. SpaceX rocket. That was Mark Zuckerberg's satellite that was on top of it.
1: Oh. <laughs> hey, Mark. Got a. <laughs> Sorry about your Well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of sad dude.
2: because that was going to give uh, free internet to the people in Africa.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, kind of like, bummed. will launch another one in six months. It's yeah, no yeah. shit.
2: Yeah, tax write off. There we go.
0: Yeah.
2: Wouldn't it be crazy to have just fucking billionaire money and you could just spend money like on whatever pet project you want to do? I want to have a, a water fountain in the park that dispenses beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't do that. You can't do that legally. Can't I? A million dollars to their fund. You still can't do that. Two billion dollars <laughs> everybody's got a price
1: <laughs> it's okay we'll put a we'll put a sign up <laughs> Morning, yeah. drinking we make a t- alcohol
2: <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, he says what a weird thing like i'm I'm sure Kasich has been around atheists before, and it's successful people. I'm sure that he's been around successful atheists and even you know non-successful ones. It's like mm-hmm. all, why why does us not having a belief in something? Make us weird i I don't understand that i i it's probably the same reason when I read these people's like holy books, and I'm like, they seriously believe this shit this no, no, you can't possibly think that this is like real you can't <laughs> there's just no way you can't do that
0: so and then they have the same weird. reaction to you,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, but at least mine's based in real world beliefs, you know it's like uh, how many people have been dead for like three days and came back. <laughs> <laughs> especially in the middle east when you weren't putting him on ice or anything and yeah that was a whole prestige thing i'm, I'm convinced of that one he had a twin that's what it was no. <laughs> or a no, no. machine made by tesla <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> it was it was it was wolverine
2: oh yeah healing yeah. factor yeah that's that's Man. really all it was uh let's see the next one that we have here is a uh, this is our last one, actually. There's a preacher by Christian preacher by the name of Marcus Rogers who recently was begging fans for like almost half a million dollars. You know, please, please donate to my charity. And he's raised like, um, over three thirty thousand $30,000 because of this. He has like a Kickstarter, not a Kickstarter, because you actually have to have a product. You can't just sell them bullshit. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you can, but you actually have to have a real product that you're planning on building. Yeah. But anyway, he asked a whole bunch of people for, like, half a million dollars because it would help him somehow spread the uh, the word of Jesus to the land. Anyway, so he's also a staff sergeant in Fort Campbell. That's in oh, Kentucky oh, for oh, people oh. out there. And he <laughs> <laughs> he baptized an army specialist by the name of Daifal Ali, who, in, after the baptism, drowned <laughs> after the baptism <laughs> took place. So... Plunged him under the water. Next thing you know, he gasps, and he's got a lung full of water, and then he dies. Huh. So, uh, the biggest problem for this Rogers guy is that uh, he's not a chaplain.
3: So, in the yeah. military, you're not
2: authorized to baptize anyone on a military base. No. <laughs> and so, he, and you also destroyed, you know, government property by killing a, another troop. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. He didn't take proper precautions and he could be in a lot of fucking trouble. So, so who comes out of the woodwork that we haven't heard of heard from in a long time? Oh no. The baseball cap wearing neck bearded douche nozzle. That is Josh Fuerstein. God damn it. Who's encouraged his followers to harass the news station that reported on the story until they take it down. How dare you tell the truth? How dare you expose truth? Fuck you. Fuck you. Take it down. I'm going to, you should go kill yourself. That's what, <laughs> that's the kind of people these Christians are, I bet. How, do, how, do, how would a Christian harass? I mean, aren't they supposed to be like nice and upright and good and all that stuff? And, you know, what kind uh, of, like,
0: you've been talking to, you know, no <laughs> shit.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying they should, And they? Isn't there, yeah. isn't there a big thing, the golden rule bullshit that they try to believe, you know, doing to others? <laughs> Well no, that's just it. Do under yeah. <laughs>
0: they're, they're definitely de- people like that are definitely out there, but it seems like they're very the the problem is is that, you know, the noisy ones are always the one that get the most att- attention and mm-hmm. the ones who just kinda do their thing in the background. Nobody nobody thinks they exist because they do exactly that. They just kinda do their own thing. And
2: I love those kind because they keep to their own. Yeah. <laughs> they don't try to change fucking legislation. Don't- they don't try to try to change rules.
0: Yeah, they're cool. They're cool. Just like doing their own thing and let other people do their own thing. And it's it's great. So there are definitely those out there, but they're not the noisy ones. And that's the problem.
2: Mm-hmm. So they want him to take the story down, because how dare they tarnish this guy's reputation? Uh, and this is Fuerstein's thing. He says it's News Channel 5. OK, that's coming after this incredible young preacher of the gospel for baptizing and essentially in their story, almost accusing him of murder. He kinda uh, did murder him. I mean, yeah, it wasn't premeditated. Kinda, I mean, it was manslaughter. manslaughter man. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm telling you, he needs help. He needs your help because News Channel Five needs to know they can't run this kind of ridiculous story and expect to get away with it.
1: Uh you dumped a dude okay. in the water
2: under without having the, pro- the 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 prior approval to do such a thing. And he died. And you're wondering why this guy's in trouble. Gee, I fucking wonder. <laughs> I'm they told you don't do a thing, and you did a thing. How mad do you get as a parent, Kyle, when your kids don't do a thing, and they do it anyway?
1: Oh, I've I've just I've just given up at this point. Oh, just, oh no, you're gonna do the thing anyway, so you just do the thing, <laughs> and we'll clean it up after, and just.
2: <laughs> so I mean, he wasn't supposed to baptize anyone in in part- in that particular location, uh, and so that just complicates their Christian persecution complex. The station hasn't taken the story down yet, so yay, uh, good good for them not caving into this faith-based bully. Um, anyway, I, I still wonder where Josh's like twenty thousand dollar red one camera that he bought is. I I bring that up every time I think about the guy because he he had a begging campaign where he, he was e-begging for for this camera to be used and. He even raised, like, twenty grand for it, never got the camera, but showed up, like, the next week with, like, a new, like, Cartier watch on and all this other stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't and he's still give, shooting his shit on an iPhone.
1: <laughs> and still vertically.
2: Yeah, no shit. He still hasn't learned how to turn his shit to the side, you know. Dude,
1: that's sh- his. That's his biggest crime right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, he really should be <laughs> flayed for such a thing. In this day and age, you don't do that. You just don't fucking do it. So anyway, that takes us to our first break. We're gonna be back with the Geekery in a few seconds, uh, where we're gonna talk about uh one of uh Shalise's favorite comic books. And uh I kind of ran this through through last night and uh it's gonna be fun. You guys are gonna enjoy it. Check back with us in a second. We'll be right back. This is you Tilecast. Hi, this is Dan, Ryan, and Matt with the Godless Revolution Podcast. We've had a lot of great guests on this show
1: such as Russell Glasser, Dan Errol, Brian Fields, David Silverman, Doug Mesner, a.k.a. Lucian Greaves, and Joey Kirkman,
4: whom we love a lot. We've also had a lot of really cool local guests. And
1: we're a podcast that likes to fight for the separation
4: of church and state and against anti-skepticism of all kinds. You should give us a listen,
2: because if you don't, you're going to be really sad. Make your ears happy. Listen to the Godless Revolution podcast. Okay, so we're back, and uh, this is the geekery, like I was saying before the commercial break. and considering our guest tonight, Shalise Blythe, is a huge fan of Alan Moore and The Watchmen, because I can see a uh, Dr. Manhattan over your shoulder there. Yay. And, and, and. Oh, you got one, oh. too. I was about to just say that I have a friend that just barely got one of those, too. And I'm like, that, that's a cool tattoo. And some people it. are like, I have no idea what that means. I'm like, you've never read one of the best <laughs> comics ever made.
0: They Wait, they got the tattoo, but they don't know what it means? No,
2: the guy did, but other people were yeah. commenting Uh-oh. on it. Right? Oh. I'm okay. like, sweet. You got a hydrogen tat, had hydrogen tattoo. Yep. And I'm like, you should have got a deuterium one or tritium one. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, science nerd. <laughs>
5: Shut up. It's symbolic on different levels.
2: <laughs> I know. I just I like the idea of having extra protons and or no, is it extra neutron? I don't electrons. know.
0: electrons.
2: Yeah. If deuterium is heavy. It's heavy water. So it's what two mm-hmm. electrons instead of the one.
1: Uh, uh,
0: hydrogen has one. Oxygen no, no, has i was just saying like, but there, there
2: are, push. there are ones that have extra, uh, cause hydrogen has a proton and electron basically is most basic you can get. <clears throat> there is a version of hydrogen where it's heavy hydrogen, where they were talking about this for cold fusion. Yeah. Where it has, uh, I can't remember what the extra little bit is in there, but it makes all it the fucking the electrons. difference. Electrons. probably because if you change the proton that becomes a new element (laughs) yeah it's
1: i can't remember
2: fucking nerds (laughs) (laughs) so i wanted to bring it up to the panel that we are currently living in the same type of era as the Watchmen. i mean we're not exactly i mean things are a lot different (laughs) than they were when Watchmen was originally written but Mm -hmm. i mean there are a lot of parallel parallels because that's a timeless comic that you can probably read and read into and see that we are technically living in the same kind of era. Yeah.
0: Yeah. On the, on the brink of world war three every day, Mm -hmm. there's something new always going on. I think our Mm -hmm. biggest, our biggest concern right now would probably be our relations with Russia. (laughs) Um, That's a a bit of a worry. I can can definitely see the parallels between the two. I mean, obviously, um, you know, Alan Moore wrote the book back in the eighties
2: before he became a wizard.
0: Before, was that before he became the wizard? Did he kind of go nuts after Watchmen? Because uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I mean,
2: he was kind. I mean, he he's come out and said he, he hates always, that comic now.
0: Yeah. yeah, he worships the lizard. You know, a lizard. The god or something like that. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I love him. He can do whatever he wants. Wasn't uh, he
2: here in Salt Lake last year? Or was that? Who am I thinking of? Who, who was the big author know. that Neil came Gaiman. Through? You were thinking Neil Gaiman. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, totally different. But, you know. No,
0: Alan Moore. Another
2: fucking amazing house. writer, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, he sits in his house in England and he writes amazing things and he wants nothing to do with anything. He with anymore, so. Here,
2: here's a book. Fuck you.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, my hero.
2: <laughs> it's amazing, actually. You think about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'd love it if I never had to leave my house.
2: You know, um, I I am one of those people too, where I'm like, I, I'm okay here. I don't I don't need to. <laughs> I don't need much.
0: I have the internet and uh, food gets delivered to your house nowadays. So yeah, yeah. there's no need.
2: Yeah, you can get like non-delivery stuff delivered to your house now too. Dude, you
0: get Blue Apron and stuff now. They actually oh, say yeah. if you're interested in cooking, they'll send everything to your house. You don't need to do anything.
2: Yeah, I'm a picky eater. <laughs> Most of the time, they don't. I don't want half that shit in my food.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, we're we're minutes away from the doomsday clock striking midnight. With well, with what you said, like you said, Russia and our mm-hmm. relations with them. They're invading mm-hmm. Crimea and. Uh, North Korea setting off yet another fucking nuclear test the, the North, day before we start doing this.
1: Yeah, North Korea's going ape shit.
2: Yeah, their fifth one this year. And mm-hmm. all we keep doing is, you better knock it off. You better stop that. You know, I think we're well, eventually going to reach I mean, a point where we, we do get more heavy-handed, but...
0: Well, to be fair, I mean, it, it's hard to know what they're capable of, but I, I think it's <laughs> fair to assume that we're capable of a lot more, so...
2: Yeah, we could do a lot worse than they could. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, you know,
0: obviously you hope it never comes to that, but
2: I saw their video of them launching a a submarine based ICBM or some or some sort of rocket coming see? out yep. of and it looked like a like a silver garbage can coming out of the water. It looked like somebody photoshopped it, but it looks yeah, so like like eighty years ago technology. It's amazing. Like yep. North Korea is gonna become like the steampunk world.
0: yeah well and apparently you can't be sarcastic there anymore too that was in the news today so
2: no really
0: yeah no I I don't (laughs) obviously I haven't scoped it so this could be completely I I, I could be quoting something completely fictitious but I saw in the news today about how Kim Jong Un outlawed sarcasm because he couldn't like he wanted to make sure that if people were agreeing with him that it wasn't sarcastically (laughs) like it was legit
2: no, really.
0: Yeah, so I, you might need to scope that, but I was seeing it all over the news today. So
1: I don't know. That does <laughs> sound totally like something he would do.
0: It, see, that's the thing. That was the whole reason yeah. I didn't bother scoping it at first because I was like, "Yeah, no, that guy's absolutely fucking crazy. Like, of course he
1: would." <laughs> like the I, next, the next thing I expect is him outlawing jokes that he doesn't understand.
2: They hate yeah. us because they anus.
0: Yeah. Oh, I could totally see that happening. Go,
2: go watch the interview, people. That—that's a brilliant fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, a lot of people that gave it shit because like there was the all the controversy that was surrounding it. But that mm-hmm. movie made me fucking laugh, and it was stupid, but it made me laugh. That's uh, what anyway. I like
0: about those movies. They're so dumb, but that's that's kind of the fun in it. That's that's the mm-hmm. whole purpose of it. Yeah.
2: You're gonna have to fight the tiger. I'm not gonna fight the tiger. <laughs> The fucking probe knocks and the dude chewing the the bacteria thing, whatever it was, gum. He thought it was gum, but it was actually oh, the thing to yeah. kill. Yeah. And he progressively gets sicker and sicker as the movie goes on. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love that movie. So uh we're currently living in an era, to get back to the topic, where people are completely comfortable living in a lie rather than, you know, looking at the stark world we live in. So there's a bunch of Rorschach there because that's a man that never shied away from the truth except when it came to his own self really. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, uh the Rorschach character is somebody who saw everything in black and white and the the reason why, you know, he is presented as Rorschach is that there's no gray in imbi- there's no gray area. Either you're good or you're yeah. bad. And, you know, the way in which he judged people's goodness and badness was obviously completely subjective. Mm-hmm. And um it was on such a small scale. So you know, you think about the character. It, I I read something somewhere where they were comparing the two the two people, uh, Osmandius,
3: yeah, mm-hmm. and
0: Rorschach, and how their philosophies, how they could have if 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 they could have gone either way, how that would have worked out in 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 the scenario of which the story is based. So you have Rorschach who has that complete black and white there's no nuance you're either good or you're evil and he's the he's the one that's going to pass that judgment and you know he he passes that judgment on the people actually performing the acts mm-hmm. and how that how that enables change is very slow and then you have osmandias who he has a. Um, there's a there's a particular word I'm I'm trying to think of and it's not coming to me right now but it's a, a particular point of view where the 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 means are the means are worth the end. No. So yeah. mm-hmm. when it comes yeah. to so in Osmanius' mind, obviously his way of solving the problem was to murder millions of innocent lives
2: to save but- all life. You to know. save
0: all life to to um avert world war three from from happening, and so you have one you have one bad guy that the entire world can you know channel their anger and their hatred towards um you know to be that scapegoat so that they don't turn on each other, so you know his was obviously very drastic and it was you know the you know the end you know the end is totally worth the means of which you get there so yeah.
2: Well, I'm uh, just, I'm glad in the, the movie they decided not to go with the giant, like, uh, the <laughs> giant <laughs> a psychic <slide>.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Somebody, being somebody who loves the graphic novel, when I saw the movie, uh, you, obviously everyone noticed mm-hmm. and everyone was angry about it. I actually I
2: wasn't really angry. Quite
0: liked it. I thought it made a lot of sense. because I, I'm mm-hmm. a
2: defender of the movie because there's a lot yeah. of people, I remember watching the first trailer when it came out. I think they did it during... Um, Fuck! It was during Dark Knight, like when they were yeah. showing that in the theater. Yeah. They showed the first Smash trailer of it.
0: Pumpkins in the background. <sighs> and You're seeing these characters. Like nothing's being said, really. There's that little mm-hmm. snippet with Barshak, but really, it's just these these images. And you're seeing them on screen, and you're like, "Holy fucking shit! They're doing it, really!" Yeah. Like, and I, I I lost my mind.
2: I was in the audience, and I'm like no fucking no way. way. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was at a uh, special, like a geek screening. There was a, there's a guy, local guy in here in Utah that does a, has a network of podcasts. Uh, his name is Scott Johnson. He does like all sorts of geek stuff. Anyway, he rented out a whole theater, like out in fuck. It's out like past Draper. <laughs> it was way oh, the fuck yeah. out there, Okay, but yeah. he rented out a whole theater and he gave free tickets to anybody that asked for him that live local. And so we went to go see it. And so they're showing this trailer and it ends, and, like, nobody's saying anything. I'm like, come on! That's Watchmen! The oh, fuck, people? Know. You're here to see Batman, and you don't know Watchmen? Fuck you! Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, they'll tell you all day long they love Killing Joke, and they've never heard of Alan Moore before. Yeah, it is so... Yeah. Uh... God. Um, and no, I'm, not, and I I, I'm not... Bad I will comic nerd. I will defend the movie every Mm-mm. every day I'm alive. I, I loved it so much. Um. I think... Considering the source material and how involved and complicated it all was, I think they did a really good job. And I think it's unfortunate that Alan Moore, like, uh, you know, from Hell and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, he had such negative experiences working with those those movies that he yeah. completely disavowed any other uh, reproduction of his work. And I was like. I wish this was the one that he saw because I think of all, like, of all of them, I haven't seen Killing Joke yet, but, um, I think of all of the reproductions of his work, like, Watchmen is pretty. Well, and for
2: for Killing Joke, there's a lot of people that have issue with Barbara Gordon, you
0: know, dating
2: Batman. Yeah. 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 I've I've heard about it. Yeah. It's like that was kind of already insinuated with, like, Batman Beyond and a bunch of other comics. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, yeah. the, the problem topic, is that what think- they're trying to do is like Killing Joke isn't that long of a run, and yeah, so it's kind so of it's the one. It's hard for you to make a feature length out of something that's only like I think what five six issues or something like that. I yeah, can't remember very- what the run was. Yeah, yeah, it's very short. I mean, it barely fills up a trade paperback. It's it's just like mm-hmm. a Death in the Family. It like I've got the Death in the Family paper uh, trade paperback over here, and it's like. Hundred pages of it is, or not even hundred because it's it's less than that. It's like eighty pages of Death in the Family. Then they give you like forty pages of like Teen Titans. I'm like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, fuck! <laughs> like, why did I buy this? <laughs> but um, anyway, with uh, with Watchmen, I I really quite fucking enjoyed the movie. For anybody that hasn't seen it yet, and you've never read the comic, honestly, if you get the director's cut, and this is a Zack Snyder thing, and I don't know why he can't mm-hmm. r- release movies that are Fully, you know, released in the theater. Like yeah. every one of his movies has a director's cut where it's like forty minutes longer. Mm-hmm. This one's and they're, no different. And they're, and
1: yeah, and they're better movies. Yeah, <laughs> they
2: are. I mean, look at Sucker Punch. Like <laughs> Sucker Punch yeah. in the theater. Yeah, good luck in fucking enjoying that movie. I mean, a lot of people did, <laughs> but like when you get the director's cut, you're like, oh, this makes a lot more sense now. Mm-hmm. Just like Batman vs Superman, the like the extended like Ultimate Edition was fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> a lot better than the one you got in the theater, and I'm a defender of that one too, but it just seems like Zach keeps getting fucked over by the studio when it comes to releasing a complete movie because they they're more worried about ticket sales than they are about like complete products. yeah, but anyway, we don't want to talk about industry um <laughs> Let's see, so I was going to say that I was going to say that uh if we had to I wanted to play a quick game, who would you relate to the characters of Watchmen and for people out there that don't know what we're talking about? <laughs> Go watch the movie, read the graphic novel. There's a lot of people out there that really do know what Watchmen is all about, especially geeks. So, uh, For me, I was going to start with Ozymandias, uh, Elon Musk. He's a guy trying okay. to bring us into a more peaceful mm-hmm. and more complete time, but he yeah, keeps I hitting... Yeah,
0: can, I, can, I can get... But I, I, can see, yeah, yeah, I, I okay. think that would be mm-hmm. a close... I think that would be a close comparison,
2: yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rorschach, Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll give you I, that. Don't that, I don't know. That's a guy that I lives
2: in fucking absolutes, and he's bonkers. So I don't.
1: I don't think Rorschach's that crazy. <laughs> no, Rorschach's
0: uh, absolutely insane. But you you really like his character because you know that you know who he's going after, and so you're totally
1: fine with it. Well, yeah, he's he's crazy as shit, but he's logical.
2: Mm, I like <laughs> beans.
1: It's it's a logical crazy. It's, uh, yeah. okay, yeah, I, I get it. I, Logical, I see where you're crazy. coming from. But it, Alex Jones is just fucking out there. I don't
2: <laughs> know. Well, keep in mind who who Rorschach sent all of his shit to. Yeah. He sent it to, like, the InfoWars people.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so, really. Um, let's see. Anybody have, who would make a good comedian? <laughs> I mean, besides the character we got played in the movie theater, in the movie production, because. I can't remember his name, but he's the, the guy that's playing Negan on uh, Walking Dead right now.
0: Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't remember the actor's name. But uh,
2: really great fucking actor. And the the role that he played in that movie. Oh, my God. He was so uh, good at it.
0: He was amazing. Um, Who would be a good
2: comedian? It's all too fucking funny.
0: <laughs> I'm blanking. I, I'm absolutely blanking.
2: I, I would make a joke like Donald Trump, but that would just be mean. <laughs>
0: no donald Trump doesn't deserve the comedian no
2: no not at all well because he, he doesn't see the world as it is you know he doesn't like laugh at the fact that we have impending doom coming no at us and...
0: he's actually just that he's actually just that and he's not like yeah i don't get into it but
2: <laughs> great comic fucking i love this book <laughs> i'm gonna go read it again soon i actually need to i try to read it yearly with a uh, kingdom come I tried oh, to read yeah. both of those in the same year because God damn it, what a great book uh let's see uh let's ditch that one. um how about we need a hero, but none are lined up considering the next batch of politicians that That's another problem that we have is that you know you have Night owl, which you know he was the most reluctant fucking hero, even though he was the guy that had all the cool stuff, he had all the the means and the know- how, but he just kind of gave up and got fat <laughs>
0: uh so we're talking about bill uh Bill Gates
2: oh yeah there you go
1: <laughs> I don't know I'd say maybe Sanders
2: no he tried he honestly gave it a, a, a decent try but the game was stacked against him and I'm not I'm not one of those people that is just trying to be a, a conspiracy theorist or anything but honestly <laughs> he, he was an independent that tried to run as a democrat and that mm-hmm. weighed heavily into his disfavor you know? yeah yeah I mean if he was a democrat running as a democrat before it would have made a lot more sense well you guys are both yawning <laughs> It's been a long fucking day, huh? Yes, <laughs> it yes, it is. I've got
0: five thirty. It's been a day. Mm-hmm. I know that
2: feeling. So, uh, what do you guys think our giant squid moment will be? What do you guys think it's going to be for us here, here in, in the United States? I mean, not worldwide, but just here.
0: Giant squid moment. Um, voting Trump yeah. into
2: office. That's- oh <laughs> shit.
0: <laughs> Maybe I mean I, yeah, it would have to be something. It would have to be something like that where.
3: Somebody the whole rest of the so, world, like somebody in
0: power, was so. It was such a destructive force that we can only see everything just going downhill from there. I mean, you know, yeah. So is pretty- is
2: it America's turn to have a Hitler? Then is that what we think we're thinking? Is that
0: no? We'll need oh. some
2: other countries to come band together and beat the no. shit out of our
3: <laughs> great <and> illustrious leader.
2: <laughs> After all, the cool people finally decide to leave before the the purge happens. <laughs>
0: no we'll all vote hillary in we'll all vote hillary in out of fear of trump and then we'll just Mm -hmm. go with it for four years it's fine
2: yeah i mean because honestly you have a choice between your right arm or both legs it's like uh (laughs) (laughs) and okay she's not that bad but she is pandering like a motherfucker she is doing the political thing and i understand that's what she thinks she has to do to get elected but
0: Well, at the end yeah. of the day, honestly, at the on, at, at the end of the day, you just have to decide which one's worse.
2: Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think we can see the writing on the wall, and we're all going to be voting Gary Johnson.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ.
2: Who doesn't know what the fuck Aleppo was? Oh, God. What is that exactly? Dude, what? You're running for president, and
1: you don't know. <laughs> it's, a bad, it's a bad sign when the person interviewing you has to say, you're kidding, right? <laughs>
0: Well, to be fair, a lot of the people who were sharing uh sharing those photos of that that the kid during that attack, I mean, they were they mm-hmm. were mostly the ones who had to google that term when that story came out. So Oh, yeah.
2: and speaking of which, I saw that there is a documentary coming up on Netflix called The White Helmets mm-hmm. that people should yeah, check think- out because it's a it's about the first responders in Syria. Oh when, wow! When bombings and shit happen, they're called white helmets because they wear like white crash helmets because concrete and mm-hmm. shit. Right? <laughs> so oh, I watched the trailer yeah. for it, and I'm like, oh my god, I don't know if I'll be able to watch this. <laughs> 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 I mean, I feel like we should, as as you know, citizens of this earth, realize what the fuck is going on over there. But absolutely. Um, That's so anyway, um, you guys, what do you guys think it'll take for the world, to, for us to snap out of it and learn how to fuck to get along with other people?
3: Huh. how about reading
2: the world of religion that'll work uh, i was i was gonna say a good step i I think it's it's not
1: religion it's gonna be at the point where we think trump's gonna win and all the taco trucks leave when all the taco trucks return to mexico we'll realize things have have we fucked up
2: I don't want the taco trucks leaving. Like street tacos are the best, man. No, come back. No, please, no. I need some linguica. No. <laughs> okay, that's an, that's enough for the geekery. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that that fun little segment. Uh, we could go on and on and on, but you know what? we're going to go ahead and jump into fun with real audio. And I don't know if Felicia's making. It. I haven't heard word from her yet. So, oh,
1: I can I haven't either. Maybe so anyway. maybe it was just that good. <laughs>
2: It was that good. What are you talking about? Anyway, this is UtahCast. we'll be right back.
6: Hi, this is Trav Mamone, host of the By Any Means Podcast. Join me every week as I interview bloggers, podcasters, writers, and activists about the intersections of atheism, humanism, racial justice, feminism, LGBTQ rights, and other social issues. You can subscribe to the podcast through iTunes Spreaker and Stitcher, and you can read my blog at freethoughtblogs.com/slash by any means. And remember that that's bi spelled B-I. Come take a listen to the musings of a queer humanist because, hey, aren't we all a little bi-curious?
2: Okay, so we're back from our break and this is fun with real audio. You know, you guys love this segment. I love doing this segment because I accept the fact that I have to listen to these clips at least four times before I share them with you. <laughs> And so it's know, not really that much fun. No, it's not. I mean, it's fun because, like. We should
1: we should rename this pain, pain with real audio. Pain, pain, pain therapy. Pain, <laughs> painful real audio. Yeah, pain therapy. There we go.
2: <laughs> Something. I don't know. I've already got the t-shirts printed. No, I'm just kidding. I really <laughs> don't. I don't. Don't ask. <laughs> I'm never going to fucking make a t-shirt like that. So it's fun with real audio. The first guy that we have up here, we have uh, David Barton. And some of you might be wondering who this David Barton guy is. He's the guy that thinks that you know, the first, all the, not the first, shit, the constitution, bill of rights and all that stuff was divinely inspired. He's the kind of guy that believes that Jesus handed down the constitution of the United States to the founding fathers kind of thing. (laughs) And you know, Noah was a founding father kind of Oh man. (laughs) So anyway, there's been a big, uh, what to do about the fact that, he claims claims to be this like uh historian and he claims to be this, you know, it, he knows all of this stuff about history. That's a historian. Fucking, oh, yeah. to repeat yourself there, X. Uh, <laughs> but nobody can find his PhD. You know, he claims to be a doctor now. Like he went on Glenn Beck and said that, yeah, I'm, I you have your doctorate now. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm a doctor. Yeah, I'm a doctor." And so, <laughs> you know, us liberals, we just love to rip people apart for saying that they're doctors and stuff. So, I've got quite a bit to say about this guy, but I'm going to let him speak his words first. Here we go.
6: Something I've noticed about progressives and liberals is how careless they are in throwing false claims around. For example, I was recently on a national television network where I was introduced as having a doctorate, and progressive instantly ran stories claiming that I don't have a doctorate. That false claim is amusing on so many levels. First, things like health information and tax information and college educational information are fully protected by privacy laws. So they don't know whether I have a doctor or not. And I've always chosen not to talk about it. Second, just for the record, I do have an Earned doctorate. There earned. it is. And earned. third, not only do I have an earned doctorate, I also have two honorary doctors of letters from other colleges. And according to West Virginia University, the doctor of letters degree is reserved only for individuals who have the highest level of knowledge in their chosen subject matter. Hmm. So for all of you critics, sorry to pop your balloon, but I do have an earned doctorate.
2: From... So... Where? Yeah, yeah I, I've i actually got the <laughs> the article because... He made the mistake of, you know, posting his video in HD <laughs> and he's got the he's got the documents behind him on the shelf and he keeps pointing to him with this badly edited video that he does. <laughs> so on his uh, video, he says that, you know, if you earned a PhD, you would know it because okay. You, he says that he earned a PhD that earned PhD that he has came from uh, let's see, where did it come from? Sorry, it's not exactly exciting right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so he got a honorary degree from Pensacola Christian College, oh, and yeah, Pensacola Christian sure. College. So that's a that's a college mill. You know, that's one of the places mm-hmm. where you send them twenty bucks in a cover letter, and they'll send you <laughs> they'll send you a diploma. And on the right is the Doctor of Letters degree from Ecclesia College. <laughs> is Ecclesia that a real college? college? No,
1: I don't think that's a thing.
2: Must be a print shop somewhere. (laughs) So anyway, the uh, the 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 degree that's in the middle of of the video that we have up here, you guys can see if you're watching on YouTube, came from a school called Life Christian University. That's where he earned his degree, he says. And so Mm. this is an online school.
1: No, sorry. So he's a doctor.
2: Like how Eric, I mean, uh, Kent Hovind is mm. a doctor. <laughs> and this online school has campuses, and I'm putting this in fucking air quotes. Thanks, friendly atheist, uh, at various churches, campuses at various churches. So any church that has a computer. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and this church has handed out degrees to people like Benny Hinn, Joyce Copeland, or sorry, Joyce Myers, and Kenneth Copeland. Oh who all say that they have PhDs in theology. And the school makes it very clear that this is an earned degree.
1: Mm, Yeah, no, that doesn't count.
2: So the school, (laughs) the the one that he got it from Life Christian University, is not accredited. No. It's not. And so to get a PhD, uh, according to other sources that I grabbed this from, all you would have to do is uh, successfully complete complete 45 credit hours of study, only 45, holy crap, <laughs> of study at the postgraduate level, huh. and write a 150-page dissertation. Not a thesis that you have to defend, just a mm-hmm. dissertation. Wow. That, no, that's not mm, how it works. No, that's not how a doctorate <laughs> works. Well, like, you, I know you, where you I'm You become going. a doctor... You get to you get to own that shit because that is like something you worked your ass off to get. It's not something they just hand out like Pez. It's no. it's really fucking hard to get.
3: Huh. Well, so, so. Yeah.
2: And the the really funny thing is that he he also received a bachelor. He's not talking about his like other earned degree. He got his bachelor of arts in religious education from Oral Roberts University in seventy six
1: oh come on yeah
2: so and the the uh, fact that he's talking about how you can't the all this stuff is protected by privacy laws no no that, it's not that that applies to stuff like your transcript <laughs> so yeah. i mean they may may not be able to like find out if you have a degree easy or not but it is public information and especially doctorates
1: <laughs> especially doctorates yes every every doctoral thesis
2: is published
1: is, is published you can go. You can go to the university library and pull up anybody's doctoral thesis.
2: I just you, think it's funny. Forty-five credit hours of postgraduate level. <laughs> no, yeah, like that's, that's not even enough to get a master's, man. That's not even close. That's not even like in the same fucking ballpark. That's
0: not oh, enough shit. to get an associate.
2: No, that was like I did no, that. My, in- my associates took seventy something credit hours. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. That was like And that's where I stopped because college is bullshit. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's not like, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me, I'll I'll admit yeah, that right now.
1: That was that was like one semester of undergrad for me.
2: That no. I, I learned stuff a lot easier looking up stuff on the internet and getting my hands dirty. I I, <laughs> I went straight into the, 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 the workforce. That's what I did. Yeah. But don't like I'm not putting myself up on a cross or anything like that. I'm just some dude that, you know <laughs> like I'd rather hang out with my girlfriend and, you know Watch net, well, Netflix wasn't a thing then. Fuck, I can imagine. I, I can remember when Netflix wasn't a thing. <laughs> okay, next up we have uh, Alex Jones talking to some douchehole named Stone, uh, who apparently wants the the death penalty for the Clintons. You know, because they're traitors. <laughs> anyway, here we go. Already learned that she's advising the Chinese president for money and uh, from other world leaders. I mean, this lady is just is a whore
1: politically
6: (laughs) yeah no look she's not a liberal
1: she's not a progressive she's a crony capitalist it's all about the money it's always been about money everything was for sale look bill clinton without any question and i wrote it for Infowars. bill clinton traded military secrets missile technology secrets to the chinese in return for uh chinese funny money
2: he said Clinton. What? <laughs> Clinton. Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: the fuck.
2: But is she, is she, I mean, yes. we, I have more. Actually, pause. Right. I don't normally pause this too much, but but you oh. call her a political whore. That, <laughs> Alex, That's what are you doing, man? <laughs> Has nobody? I mean, okay, I understand that you're trying to court the Obama people, and I, I mean, the anti-Obama people. But you know what? Some of them are women. You know? Yeah. Using the word whore is not going to curry you any additional favor with with your with some audience members out there.
0: Yeah, but they're whores, so it doesn't count. Yeah,
2: yeah, no, it doesn't count. I mean, okay, admittedly, I'm a whore. I realize this. <laughs> I own it. <laughs> <laughs> I have given so many words away to companies for free product that's not even funny. <laughs> not here with uh, Utah Outcast. I mean, I, it, I would let we, you know if I was whoring myself out here, but
1: we've all done know. our fair share of whoring.
2: But I like that's... free stuff, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. And Clinton's probably the same way. Fuck, if if I can get half a million dollars to come talk at a credit agency for like 30 minutes, I mean, who wouldn't fucking do that? I'm not saying it's great that she went and did all that, but I'm just saying that I th- yeah, I think it, I think everybody in the world is essentially a whore. For the most well, part. Gotta if you want well
0: to make a living.
2: If, if you want to yeah. boil capitalism down, we're all whores.
1: You know? Yeah, if you, if you want to boil it down to performing a service or a favor for
2: money, then yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or what yeah, I'm an IT whore, That's a podcast whore.
1: <laughs> Guess what? If you have a you job,
2: <laughs> if you have a job, you're and just so- a capitalist whore. <laughs> 25 dollars down and 77 dollars a month or whatever the fuck it is (laughs) i can't think of it anyway let's let this asshole finish
1: these campaign contributions that were laundered that's treason the statutes for treason have no statute of limitations and the penalty for conviction for treason is execution Incarceration. So uh, it's all back on the table. They're the ones who decided to get well, back. Well, I'm not just saying this, and
2: I, and I know you're an eternal pessimist or realist, but I sense <laughs> defeat of the globalists, defeat of the Clintons. I mean, I think, and I, and I know there's still 60 days to go or 59 days, but I sense panic in their ranks. Jesus. I wish they would have a little finished because I, I wanted to know what he said after that. But really. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> Well, one, if your
1: accusation were true, no, that's not treason.
2: Yeah, good luck. Good luck proving treason, by the way. (laughs) It can't. It's like libel and slander. Like, good luck. (laughs) Yeah. It Just no,
1: absolutely not. (laughs) Not not to mention the fact that none of what you're saying is true. (laughs) Not even in the slightest. It holds no water whatsoever.
2: You trying not- to tell me she didn't take money from the Chinese? The Chinese funny money. <laughs> the Chinese funny money.
1: She
2: like, took all. Like them. the Chinese yeah. have been keeping their 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 they've been depreciating their own value of their money mm-hmm. to, to keep shit cheap. You know mm-hmm. that's not funny money. That's you know if you get a, like a couple of million yuan or whatever the fuck they use for their money or rubembi rubembi I think is what it is. I don't know what that is. I don't know what the Chinese currency is, but yeah. anyway. Get a bunch of that, and, you know, if you have some bonds and they fucking explode as soon as they finally decide to, you know, actually value their currency where it should be, not only do you have every product and good the United States uses go up in fucking price, you would also be able to make a lot of fucking money. (laughs) (laughs) Because China knows that they are the fucking, the, the production world, the production capital of the world.
1: Yeah. It just, why, why? Why does he think, why does he think the Chinese would give campaign funds to the Clintons? Well, and I just. Are are they, are they any friendlier to the Chinese than every other politician?
2: Yeah. I mean, like ever since like Nixon opened the doors, everybody's been trying to play nice with China because there's a lot of fucking people over there. Yeah, there are. All right. So the next one that we have up for you guys is we have, um, Ben Carson talking with Chris Wallace. And boy, Chris has a <laughs> very direct line of questioning that he has for Mr. Carson. So here we go.
6: Trump uh, has an, a, a Hispanic advisory council, but after his hardline speech on immigration this week, several members of that council quit. Here's one of them. It was not a Republican speech. It was not a compassionate speech. I was very disappointed, and I, I, I'm i not going to be part of that. Question. Do you, you know worry, what do you worry that you're being used as a prop for black voters and that supporting Donald Trump will end up hurting your credibility in the black community?
1: <laughs> well, first, I'm impressed that he thinks he has any credibility at all. <laughs>
2: I think the, and I can't speak for him, but I think the black community went, man, get the fuck out of here. God damn it, Ben. <laughs> you haven't been black in ages. <laughs> <laughs> like a neurosurgeon <laughs> <laughs> running as a GOP nominee. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you're not running for the, su- you're not running with the Southern swastika on the backseat of your car, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the rebel flag for you people that don't know what that means.
1: <laughs> the dixie swastika <laughs> what,
2: is, what the fuck does chris wallace think that he can just come out and ask something like this <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, do you do you worry that you're being used as a prop uh no i don't think uh what's a prop <laughs> <laughs> i don't know do you guys want to hear what he nope. says oh say- uh,
1: yeah well Kind of. I don't know. I'm kind of tired, so <laughs> it's possible that playing playing Ben Carson could. I was going to say,
2: we yeah. might fall asleep. It's a long time ago. It's not about me. It's about our nation. But uh, I would suggest... Oh, that's an artful dodge right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not about me. It's about our <laughs> uh, Chris, go back mm-hmm. and
1: look at the
2: 1995 State of the Union address
1: by Bill Clinton and see what he said. He said illegal aliens are creating big problems for us and we're going to put a lot more border patrol people on and secure our borders and we're not going to have people able to work who come in illegally and we're going to cut off their welfare benefits and we're going to deport people in record numbers. You know, he says Vic is basically the same thing, but when he says it, wow, great standing ovation. This is a great president. And when Trump says it, it's hate speech. <laughs>
2: I don't care to to but, uh, fact check him on this because keep in mind that Clinton was the guy that fucking signed NAFTA.
3: <laughs> yeah. Which drove there, a lot more people to there, the north. You know?
1: It's it's about uh why do they keep forgetting that context matters?
2: <laughs> and you're also talking why? about ninety five, that's twenty one years ago.
3: Yeah.
2: If you yeah. looked at you know, someone from World War II era. And you looked at someone who was his uh, predecessor 21 years before that, you're talking like <laughs> post World War I kind of fucking way of thinking. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. been a lot of goddamn changes since Clinton was a president. Thank you very much. Oh, Ugh, God. Ben Carson, God damn it, man. <laughs>
0: I don't know why anybody keeps talking to him, honestly.
2: because well, it's amusing. Um... <laughs> I mean, shit, we used it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: comedic i guess comedic uh comedic relief
2: yeah, yeah I, I believe you're correct there okay so that does it with fun with real audio we are going to jump to our main topic which is going to be an interview with Shalice blythe and we're gonna finish off the show uh felicia is not going to make it if she, if she is be like no you can't come on no i'm not gonna adjust all this shit for 20 minutes no it's not gonna happen Anyway, this is Utah Outcast. We'll be right back.
1: The Atheist Nomads are hosting a 12 hour streamathon from 1 p.m. to 1 a.m. Mountain on Saturday, September 24, 2016, to raise money for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Light the Night Walk. Dustin is walking for his mom, who survived Hodgkin's lymphoma nearly 35 years ago, and Lauren is walking for her uncle, who was lost to leukemia and aunt to lymphoma. Both are walking as part of the Treasure Valley Coalition of Reason team. The funds raised will be going to help patients pay for the ridiculously expensive treatments go to atheistnomads.com slash live for more details
2: and links to where you can donate and yes there will be a drinking game okay so we're back and uh it is now time for our interview and we've reached that point in the show where we have to cede the floor to our to our guests to tell us a bit about themselves so so Shalise, tell us a little bit about yourself
0: uh, well, uh, my name is Shalice Blythe. And I am the chapter head of the, uh, Satanic Temple here in Utah.
2: Nice canned response. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> How did you end up becoming the chapter head?
0: Um, I was really, I, it, it was sort of not planned. I just, I just happened to be the person that nagged, uh, people in TST the most, I think, about having a chapter. So. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, so the, the satanic temple formed back in 2012 and shortly after that, um, you know, obviously that, you know, you get Facebook started and you get people who follow along and all the stuff that they're doing. And somewhere around somewhere in, uh, I think it was like 2000, f- uh, we're in 2016, <laughs> aren't we? Um, yeah. so somewhere around like 2014, th- 2015, um, they They started this official facebook uh online forum group and it was a it was a place where uh, members allies people who were curious about us they could you know join in uh not only the discussion but hear the goings on of what was going. <sighs> On with different chapters, or just you know. Do I people. dare say
2: it's a safe space? <laughs> yeah,
3: no, no safe
2: spaces. No, okay, not that type of safe space. Not not with the fucking kitties and you know uh, what is it, Lisa Frank art and stuff like that. Uh, where no, no, it's not like that. I'm just saying it's a place where people are allowed to come, share their uh, thoughts and ideas, and have discussions and stuff without having to fear the retribution of people going, "Yo, oh, you fucking Satanist, you're going straight to hell."
0: <laughs> oh, those people definitely got in
2: oh, do they still get <laughs> oh, okay. in okay, okay, so never mind, yeah, definitely isn't then <laughs>
0: yeah so, uh yeah, so obviously it was uh you know trial and error in the beginning but but anyway, I mean, and it's still very active, it's still very strong, but a lot of us um who are either chapter heads or just members or allies, I mean that's where a lot of us met, and that's uh where we really formed that strong community, and so through getting to know people through there and through um just being really active within it. Um, I just really wanted to make sure that, uh, TST knew that Utah deserved a chapter here. We have the community, we have the people that feel very strongly about, uh, what TST does. And, um, I just didn't want us to get forgotten. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we had a, they had a moratorium on chapters for, I think, a little over a year. Um, because, you know, they were growing at such an exponential rate that um, it, it took them a minute to kind of catch up with all of that. So all of these chapters started popping up. Um, but eventually they just said, you know what, we're going to put a pause on this for a little bit so that we can get our stuff together on our end. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but we were in the interim for that. We were absolutely encouraged to kind of form our own. Like, uh, supportive communities. So people who really wanted chapters, but obviously they weren't gonna, you know, get one anytime soon. But they, they wanted to apply for them when that moratorium was lifted. So, you know, the, the process of that was just meeting people online, knowing, pe- you know, obviously knowing people within your own life who, uh, yeah. were supporters or members and getting that community together, getting that group together and saying, okay, like, if we, if we want a chapter here, like, what do we want to do? And, um, what are, what are some of the causes that we want to take up? So, um, yeah. in I, uh, so I just kept nagging. I kept nagging. I was, I was constantly <laughs> in people's ears. And then, um, in December, or so of last year, last year, um, I, um, I had a, a, basically an interview, which I didn't perceive as an interview at the time. Um, I, I got a call from Lucian Graves, and we just kind of discussed the, um, you know, so I, you know, you, I, I see that you're, I see that you're constantly talking about Utah needing a chapter, you know, why, you know, why, why is that? <laughs> why? <Yeah. laughs> well, I mean, you know,
2: come on, Lucian.
0: <laughs> yeah, and obviously it wasn't above him to know why, but you know, I think well, he wants to
2: hear it in your your perspective, yeah. so.
0: Yeah, somebody who actually lives here um, definitely wanted to get that perspective. And so we just, you know, we just had a conversation about, you know, you know, what's the community there like? You know, why, you know, why do you feel so strongly that, um, you know, you we just, after there?
2: You should not um, just went to Temple Square and like took a video of like, eh, eh, <laughs> this, eh, yeah. this, this is the middle here, of downtown. You know? And right <laughs> next to it is a shopping mall owned by a religion. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so uh so anyway um so we had that conversation and i I, again i didn't really perceive it as an interview i just i figured well he's asking the question i'm answering it and you know hopefully maybe when the moratorium is lifted i can see about applying and then in february uh i i i got an email saying hey um you've got your chapter there in utah you're the chapter head and i was like oh shit what oh, fuck
2: <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> oh shit
0: really no way
2: yeah that,
0: i mean that wasn't my it wasn't my intent going in i mean i obviously wanted to bring a chapter here but it wasn't my goal or my intent really to be the chapter head yeah mm-hmm. um so it was definitely just a a little bit of a shock but i think i think i also kind of earned it with just my absolute your tenacity yeah just
3: being
0: like hey 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 guys hey hey how (laughs) yeah don't forget about us here yeah (laughs) it's
3: funny how that works
1: just give her a chapter okay come on make her management that'll change
2: her mind (laughs) oh fuck (laughs)
0: Um, but yeah, so we, we've been a chapter, we, we've uh, had our chapter since February of this year. So we're still, fairly so, new.
2: so that leads me to my next question. How the, uh, the, the, recent events have gone by. I mean, we, we, you guys have the picnic and that's going to be not big picnic, the barbecue that's yeah. going to be happening as after we're recording. We're, yeah. When you guys are listening to this, it happened a couple of days ago, but yeah. <laughs> as I'm recording, it's in, it's tomorrow or actually, I'm Sunday. Sorry. On Sunday. On Sunday. Know. Yeah. But uh, I want to ask, how have the past events gone so far? Because you guys originally had your initial meetup. I think you did. You guys have it at Watchtower, or did you have it somewhere else?
0: So our um, so we've had a few meetups, um, and we've had uh, we had our big unbaptism event that was back in July on Pioneer Day. Mm-hmm. No. no. Um, <laughs> so we've had a few meetups. Uh, we we initially were going to do our big uh, public information meeting uh, mm-hmm. down at Watchtower. But we got so many RSVPs, we had to change it because, unfortunately, like we needed more space. Yeah,
3: Corey can't not, handle not, that not many people. <laughs>
0: not unfortunately, because it was great. Like so many people showed up, but it unfortunately because I really wanted to host something at uh, Watchtower. They've been, incre- They're they've great been incredible. They're
2: great people. They are great yeah. fucking people. Yeah, they the, are great
0: fucking people. Local so. listen,
2: local listeners, if you're not getting your coffee from Watchtower, if you're still going to Starbucks, shame on you.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: They're amazing. They're absolutely I and I even like the stuff. Like I love their Bubba tea. I think they do really good. So anyway, yeah. um they're just
3: mm, they're really incredible.
0: <laughs> They've been really supportive of us. So I, I felt really bad that we had to change uh location for that. But um yeah, we've had some we've had a few public information meetings for people to come and um just kinda learn about what we're about. Um and then we also had our big unbaptism event. Uh, which was back in July on Pioneer Day, and, and so tons
2: of pictures, tons of pictures. Oh yeah. awesome.
0: yeah. it was fun. It was so much fun. I it was it was it was an incredible experience, and it it really solidified for me why we're here. I mean, just just what um, you know the the unbaptism ritual itself, and then having so every single person in the audience come up and participate afterwards. Yeah, that. It, yeah, it was <laughs> very indicative to me that it is absolutely necessary that we are here because we, we obviously, there was something so, um, what that ritual just resonated with people so much that like, none of it, like, I, I don't know of those people that showed up if they were actually members or not of TST, um, probably some people who were just allies, maybe some members, but just that event alone, it felt, it, you know, it was it was so um sincere and um you know so intense for them that they wanted yeah. to participate with that. So now,
2: to to give people a quick heads up to to become a member of TST, what mm-hmm. do you need to do? I mean, I I I believe I have signed up because you put yourself on the email roster and yeah,
0: yeah, that's all you need. That's pretty much email. it, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You, if you uh, go to the Satanic Temple dot com, uh, there is a little tab that says Join Us. And really, it's, um, you know, it goes through just saying, you know, as if you're declaring yourself a member, you know, obviously, you know, you agree with the tenants and there, there's a few g- little caveats for, you know, how you represent yourself and, you know, not speaking on behalf of TST as an organization. Oh, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. That's a good one. <laughs> Uh,
0: but it, it's basically saying if, if this is for you, if you consider yourself a member and these seven tenants, um, you know, you, Speak to you feel yeah. deeply held beliefs for yeah. you. You just submit your email and you're considered a member. You don't have to pay for it at all. Um, the only thing they have, uh, you can get like little cards and yeah, you can, yeah, get you can little- become
2: a card-carrying Satanist. <laughs> yeah, you can become a card-carrying
0: Satanist, and those and those cost money, but they're literally it's really only covering the cost of production mailing yeah. and all of any proceeds we get from that just goes towards our campaign. So it's not
2: which you guys have Gray Faction and the <laughs> After School Satan, which is going to be starting right. up here. Yeah, I, I think we we're one of the few that gets actual after school Satan here. in I mean, with with the chapters, I mean, we're one of the few that gets one.
0: Yeah. So um all of the chapters applied uh to their various school districts. And so as far as Utah is concerned, we have not been told no outright. Um, we're still waiting on. We've submitted our application. We're still waiting to hear back from the Granite School District. Um, I love we how to have our uh, club at uh, Vista Elementary School in Taylorsville.
2: I love how Granite has kind of said, "If anybody else wants to take up all the space <laughs> that, that the Satanists want to use, please well, let us know." <laughs>
0: they'd, be, they'd be really. So, first of all, so we chose Vista Elementary School. I mean, there was no, there was nothing in, you know uh the only the only the only reason we we chose it was because they've hosted after school or sorry they've they've hosted mm-hmm. the good news clubs right and yeah. that's evangelic that's the evangelical christian group that yeah has google their,
2: actual- their google their fucking stuff that they send home for their kids that shit is horrible it is It's yeah, terrible it's
0: super creepy yeah. yeah you can find you can find their curriculum online um and we also have copies of actual curriculum that they they um have with the students and it's pretty abhorrent.
3: Yeah. It's It's fucking terrible. (laughs) Um,
0: just in the messages that they go, I mean, it's not, it's not saying that because it's a Christian group, it's bad. The, the actual content and what they're teaching kids and how they're using children, um, that that's the abhorrent part. I mean, they're, they're teaching Mm -hmm. them that they're born sinners and that they're bad and that, you know, they, they are just, they're going to hell essentially, yeah. but the good news, so quote unquote, the, the good news part of the club is that if they, they can be saved through Jesus Christ, um, to completely, you know, wipe away all of basically them Ooh. being shitty people, being shitty little the children. The lamb. <laughs> and, you know, and they use those kids to also, um, get other memberships. So they kind of use, so they get these kids who, you know, in, other they totally kids, believe yeah. it mm-hmm. and they use other children to recruit more children. So it, it's purely, it, it is a pure system of, um, you know, just evangelizing on these children, um, on school property. And it, you know, and it and it's legal. It's perfectly legal for them to do that. I mean, they went to they went to the Supreme Court back in two thousand one and won a case. They won, yeah, because mm-hmm. they didn't represent it as a freedom of religion argument. They represented it as a freedom of speech argument, and because of that, that's how they won. that's
2: opened the door for you it guys opened, to come no. in. So, so
0: obviously. As Satanists, as, uh, you know, of the Satanic Temple, we we obviously believe that there should be a separation of church and state. Yeah, absolutely. In every every single way. But if you're going to open those doors, if you are going to blur that line, then you have to accept everybody. It's either everybody or nobody. So, you know, a lot of the campaigns that we have, I mean, the Baphomet statue is another clear-cut case of separation of church and state. You know, that, again, it was, well... You obviously have opened the door for this. So, you know, we want to exercise our religious freedoms, you know, just as you are.
2: Yes, you are. Yeah.
0: And so for the after school Satan club, really all it is, you know, we're not, we're not proselytizing to the children and we're not teaching them Satanism. No, you know, we're, we're teaching them, you know, kind of the fundamentals of what we believe. So, you know, basic critical thinking, problem Logic, solving, yeah. creative expression, you know, science, um, stuff like that where, you know these are these are kind know,
2: useful of- things. Yeah. <laughs> I said useful things. Useful <laughs>
0: things that, you know, obviously as Satanists we, you know, we feel very deeply about, but they're not they're not just religious. It's not just from a religious point of view. Yeah. And so we're teaching, you know, what we want to do is teach these kids things that are applicable to their lives at every step of the way throughout their life in any application and whether or not they're they're satanist or not i mean we're not excluding kids who are you know christian kids can come to the group atheist kids satanist kids you know you know and wherever they fall in between they're more than welcome to participate in these clubs because we're not trying to convert anybody you know
2: Well, for people to understand at the basic level what a satanist is 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 well God damn it! There are so many things that <laughs> that get brought up whenever you say, "Yes, I'm a I'm a member of the Satanic Temple." Be like, "Oh man, you're yeah. you're you're a supporter of Satan?" Like, N- no, <laughs> I don't think he exists. <laughs> and so, for me as an anti theist, you know, I hate all theistic religions. I hate them all. I think the world would be better off without them because it causes a lot of people to live by shitty rules that and the the shitty beliefs that you know are just unfounded. I don't have a problem with non-theistic religions, which is why I'm a supporter of the Satanic Temple. I'm a member of it and why, you know, even with, uh, you know, just the, this simple Buddhism, not the, not the really fucking hardcore Buddhists, you know, I don't have a problem with them. The, actually, I kind of have a problem with that because they, they're teaching that a guy reached enlightenment, <laughs> you know, sitting under a fucking tree. <laughs> yeah. So oh, and, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to, mm-hmm. to walk this tightrope where you're an anti-theist, but at the same time, a lot of people think that the anti-theist is uh, someone that hates all religion. Like no, there's some that work really well for the world. So <laughs> and yeah. sat- Satanic Temple is one of the few that I actually support. So
0: Yeah, well, I mean when we're when we're talking about religion, you know, we so we get that we, we do. Uh we we get the um we get that argument all the time of, well, you don't believe in a literal Satan, you don't worship a deity known as Satan. So how could you be a religion? And so, you know, what we, what we would say to that, you know, essentially is, you know, religion
2: deeply held beliefs. Well, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's part beliefs. of it. Yeah.
0: So when you think about religion, if you take the, if you take the um supernatural aspect of it, you know, religion provides that, that sense of identity, uh, that culture, the community, um, those shared values and it's, yeah. you know, body of symbolism and religious practice, essentially. And so, it, it provides that narrative structure by which we contextualize, um, our lives and work. So yeah. because of that, we feel very much that, you know, we provide everything. I mean, we are just as legitimate of a religion as, you know, anybody else, you know, say the Christian faith. And so, you know, if you allow the term religion, if you, if you allow religion to be defined by the superstitious, then you are saying that only they are entitled to those privileges and exemptions that are allotted to us under the constitution, because really when it comes to a religion, we're talking about, you know, not only the practice, but those privileges and exemptions that are allotted to us, um, you know, in, you know, in our practice and what we can do as religion, you know, um, as a religion. So if you allow them to, be the ones that define what a religion is, then Mm -hmm. that can lead to that encroachment of their beliefs, morals, um, and restrictions upon those who don't identify as such, you know, because if they're going to be the ones that hold on to that definition, then, you know, it, it, it's, that's kind of the rabbit hole that you go down. So, (laughs) um, so yeah, it's, um, that's why we feel very much that, you know even though we're atheistic satanists you know we identify with that figure of satan satan um you know is that that figure that represents that eternal rebel opposing arbitrary authority and you know he very much rep- er, he um you know satan represents you know that you know defiance independence wisdom and self-empowerment yeah and everything that goes along with it so well
2: and as i've As I've gone into my atheism, anti-theism, and all the fun stuff that, that's come with that. When you go back and you look at the Bible, you know, Mm. the, especially Old Testament kind of stuff, and you read this, read the character of Satan in those.
1: He's the good guy.
2: Yeah. He is really the good guy. I mean, there's somebody that made a, a great, like infographic video where it talks about the deaths in the Bible versus like God versus Satan, who killed who. Yeah. And like God's number just keeps ticking up at amazing fucking <laughs> rapid rate, and Satan yeah. like goes blink like one like I think he's got a grand total of three or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you, his, you don't hear his, about you don't hear about Satan sending like she bears to kill forty kids, you know? No,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love uh, his major crimes. Satan's major crimes were giving what, giving, what was it? The knowledge, knowledge, of the gift of knowledge. Good and evil. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's a bad thing, oh. apparently.
2: No, I want you to live in ignorance. I'm
1: God. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. What else did he do? Oh, yeah. He tried to feed the guy who was uh, starving himself to death in the desert for like 30 days. Come
2: on, Jesus. Yeah. I got some sausage.
1: (laughs) You you need to eat something, man.
2: (laughs) So anyway, um, to to get back kind of on point where we're talking about here. uh, What's the one thing that you wish people would know before assuming what someone in the what someone who's a member of the satanic temple believes in
0: um i would hope they just wouldn't assume anything and and actually be open to listening to what i have to say i mean it it's you know i don't expect you know i say i'm a satanist i'm with the satanic temple i don't expect people to know anything about it prior to asking me the question what would be nice would be to have the ability to say, this is who I am. This is what I believe. And them having an open, open enough in Im- my mind to say, okay, well that's, you know, to actually listen to the words and not just hear Satan and nothing else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately so- there's
2: a lot of people that hear the word Satan. They're like, I'm done. I'm out. Nope.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's not else. just from. Yeah, I mean, it's not just from you know re- religious upbringing. I mean, you know, people's idea of Satanism. You know, a lot of the bad stuff when it comes to this idea that we're a bunch of, you know, child sacrificers. <laughs> and there's this whole conspiracy, you know, like Illuminati type shit. Thanks, I mean, that
2: Anton all- Xander Levey. Fucking thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I know he didn't. Re- but I'm just saying that yeah. he. He made the fucking black masses and shit like that.
0: Well, he didn't make them,
2: but he 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 popularized them in the late what seventies, I think.
0: So yeah, Church of Satan was established back in the sixties. Yeah, and so um, which you
2: guys are not. You're not the Church of Satan. No,
0: we are. We are (laughs) not. I would. I
2: would hope people listening to this would know the difference already. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I could go into it, but we're, we're very much Mm -hmm. not the Church of Satan. The only, the only, um, the only thing that we share in common is that we don't, we're not literal devil worshippers. So the Church of Satan, uh, founded by Anton LaVey back in the sixties, um, you know, he's the one that wrote the Satanic Bible, which everyone, you know, everyone I'm sure is familiar with, uh, Satanic Witch, stuff like that. Um, are, you know, the only thing we have in common really is that we're, we're, um, you know, atheistic. So they, they, they also use Satan as a literary metaphor as well. Mm-hmm. They don't worship a, a literal Satan. Uh, but there's also everything else that's completely different about us. Um, and you know, they, people can look it up. It's, I mean, it's all there online. I mean, we've yeah. got we've got our website, they've mm-hmm. got their website. People can go and look that up on, on their own, but, uh, um, but yeah, no, when it when it comes to you know, Church of Satan did not propagate that idea of, you know, the you know, the the children sacrificing, the abuse, everything like that. It was no, actually No No, no,
2: that was the that was the, the satanic panic that did that yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. satanic kind of
0: panic of the eighties and nineties and uh Thanks, Mom totally and Dad. <laughs> Well, and it was funny because I, I have fairly young parents because we all, everyone in my family likes to reproduce at the age of 12. So <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were growing up kind of in the shadow of that as well, of the satanic panic. So obviously when my Satanism came up, that's, that's what they remembered. They, they uh, my mother actually did bring that up. She's like, well, I remember God, like the, you know, the McMartin's preschool case, blah, blah, blah. And so like she, she, you know, it was very, it, it It was so ingrained in her that that was a real thing because of the media frenzy at the time that that still stuck with her. So, you know, that's so a lot of the flack we get from people that still believe that that's a lot of where that came from. And so, you know, the difference is, is that, you know, people like my mom who's willing to listen to, you know, what I have to say about it and she's like, oh, okay, that makes sense, blah, blah, blah. And then there are others who don't care.
2: So I'm just pissed off because I missed out missed out on so many great metal bands <laughs> yeah. because of my parents. <laughs> oh man! Okay, let's get to the lightning round. Uh, but first, I need to reiterate the the fun little story about how my family noticed that we became friends on Facebook. Shalise, oh, that yeah. was kind oh, of chance. funny. Yeah. <laughs> where mother-in-law is a strict Mormon, and uh, grandmother is a she's a she's not a like she's not a hardcore christian but she's a very much a god believer kind of thing and so when they found out we became friends on facebook they were like they went to my wife like before they even came to me with anything they're like they went to my wife and they're like hey uh you know your husband has become friends with someone who's in the satanic temple you know the chapter head and i'm like and my wife's like (laughs) what's this with you becoming friends with satanists i'm like yeah, they're friends. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in Satan. It's just <laughs> people that, that live by good, good standards and rules. Oh, okay. And she's like, well, my mother in law, my mom's being a real dick about this whole thing. And, <laughs> and so it just, it really made me laugh because she's, they, they were trying to insinuate that like, I'm going to lead my children down a path that they might never return from. And I'm like, have you guys even bothered to look up their website? I mean, have you even tried to, to understand who these people are? No, of course not. Why would they? They see Satan, and they're like, oh, my God.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's the buzzword.
2: Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just funny that they thought that that's the only way to save my kids from this doom is just to talk behind my back. You know, the doom that that was created by their God that can only be saved by their God <laughs> <laughs> because of his shitty creation. So mm-hmm. I just thought it was really funny that like none of them still none of them have come up to me at all about this whole thing. And they're still they like, haven't talked being, to
0: you personally about no,
2: it. No, not a single word. They have just oh, gone yeah. through my wife. And I'm like, yeah, you passive aggressive bastards. Don't even try to like don't even try to have a conversation about this thing.
3: yeah
2: Uh, uh, that's family for you (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah. i noticed about the culture here very passive aggressive so oh oh yeah you you don't have issues like in uh arizona or texas where lives could possibly end any day really Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. some of the stuff we they get so So,
2: lightning round uh let's see we've already gone over a couple of these already so where are you from Shalise?
0: Um, I was born here, and I uh, did some moving around. So between here and I, my second home is uh, Oregon. So, but I'm I'm primarily.
2: Lucky. <laughs> uh, let's farm. see. Uh, one of my questions: Have you ever been to our fair state? Yes. You live here now. Uh, <laughs> atheist all your life, or later in life?
0: Um, I consider I started considering myself an atheist when I was uh, 14 years old. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, so not That's, not all my life. Obviously, I was raised in the religion, and as a mm-hmm. kid, even all of it. But by the time oh. I was fourteen, I was I was I was done with it, and considered myself a as
2: much as I'm pissed so, off at my parents yeah. for doing that to me and raising me in religion and all that stuff. I also realize that it gives me kind of a leg up on the people that were never religious mm-hmm. when yeah, it comes well, to combating the shit. So,
0: well, I'm not mad at my folks about it because they they they're the kind of they're the kind of Christians that other Christians should should aspire to. Yeah because they are they they truly have that i they truly have that attitude of just like you know this is what we believe in and if you don't that's totally fine too i mean obviously the the, the atheism and then the eventual satanism I mean, it kind of it, it was shocking and they were very uneasy about it but at the same time i didn't get the hateful emails and i didn't get the um the, the disownment and everything like that they were willing to take the time to learn so you know and and I think that they they kind of raised me b- to be the same way like non-judgmental yeah. always just hearing someone out even if you think they're batshit crazy like you know stuff like that so I'm not mad about it, it just No.
2: Yeah. Okay, so what about what's what about what's your favorite booze or beer that you might have?
0: Oh man. So there's so
2: many to choose from especially in this state and people might think that and I bring this up only for people that might be listening outside of Utah. Um, a lot of people think that, you know, we do have weird, crazy liquor laws in the state.
0: We do. But we do, it's not as but- different
2: as, as some other places out there. But at the same time, we've got some amazing booze in the state.
0: We do. Mm-hmm. Um, Well, obviously, High West Distillery is some of the yes. best. It's great. Um, I also really love, uh, the Wasatch, uh, Wasatch beer. I mean, you can't really go wrong with them. Um, I'm loving, I'm loving their pumpkin beer right now. Oh.
2: Which one? The, the blackjack or the?
0: No, I'm blackjack. I mean, the, the blackjack is, is okay, but yeah. I prefer having, because what I do is I do the, the, the black and tans, oh, but okay. I can use their regular pumpkin beer as the, as the tan part. And then you put Guinness on top. Um, so that's hmm. my favorite, but um, God, there's so many. There's so many in Denver as well. There's a lot of good Denver uh, breweries yeah. that I'm in love with. So yeah, but epic yeah, moved locally. to Denver. <laughs> yeah, they
2: did.
0: <laughs> so they're yeah. a
2: Denver brewery now, not a fucking Utah brewery anymore, which mm-hmm. makes me really sad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so last question I have for you here: What's the most tooth grinding thing that people of faith do? Oh, uh, like, they uh, oh, fucking knock it off. <laughs>
0: they encroach on other people's uh freedom of expression
2: good answer good answer very that'd good that'll get you 40 points on the uh, family feud right there <laughs> 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 survey says okay so we'll be right back with our finishing the show segment we'll be you, you guys heard me already be right back yeah
1: <laughs> do you know where saskatchewan is probably not it's in canada on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spreaker under Brainstorm, or check out our website, brainstormblog.net. I can't promise you'll always agree with us, but I can promise you'll have fun listening to us.
2: Well, unfortunately, we lost Shalise, but in her place, we've gained back Felicia. Hey, Felicia, welcome to the show. You made it! Yay! To to give people a frame of reference, it's like almost 12.30 on <laughs> Saturday morning. <laughs> For most of us work-a-day people, Monday through Friday, and I'm not d- excluding certain people like Felicia because because she doesn't have kids, but she worked her ass off tonight doing something else, but mm-hmm. for the rest of us, it's like, from the nine to five and having kids and everything, it's like, fuck, I need to sleep in. It's not going to happen because kids don't know how to fucking sleep in. Uh Anyway. No,
5: I just have events. You know, I don't have kids. I have shit I have to do in the morning.
2: You have a mm-hmm. cat.
5: <laughs> no, no, no. I have literal, like, commitments. Ugh. in the day
2: okay. so,
5: yeah i've replaced children apparently with, with
2: obligation <laughs> responsibilities
5: like making an active difference in the world what the fuck am i doing
2: that's okay you'll grow out of that no,
5: I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're I don't know. She- hillary clinton never did
2: <laughs> you're so young. Anyway. there's time to be cynical it is time for our highs for the week, and as much as we may not want to be positive, this is the part where we try to be at least and I'm gonna go first because Felicia just reminded me of something i I have to be positive about this week um I think I've talked about it on the show a few times, and I just made the loudest fucking um wow, that was amazing uh anyway i I've talked a lot about uh my weight control and you know all the the fact that I've you know ballooned quite a bit and um. I've started running again, which I'm happy about because it honestly does make me feel better. I feel good about myself. But last week, I, for the show, for a lot of the stuff I do in this world, I, I, I do certain things that, you know, might be viewed from a lot of people as, you know, why would you do something like that? But, you know, to make the show better, to provide, you know, extra cash for me to spend on whatever, I donate plasma every week. And like, every time you go in, you get weighed. Whether you want to or not, you have to be weighed to donate plasma. And when I weighed in last week, I noticed I was at like two ninety. And to to give people an example, I I was three ten at my heaviest, and I'm that's pretty goddamn close. And I managed to whittle myself down to what was it two twenty seven at my lightest. And so getting back up to two ninety, I'm like fuck, I let myself go quite a bit and. I just kind of hit that point where I'm like, yeah, it's time for me to start tracking calories. I don't give a fuck what you people may say. Tracking calories works for me. Doesn't work for everybody. Works for me. That's how I got down so skinny and running my balls off. But anyway, it's been really nice trying to, you know, work within the budget of calories again and to, you know, actually be physical again. It it makes me feel a lot better. So that that's kind of my high point for the week. I don't really have much anything else because we're in the middle of the school year and I'm... At my job, I'm, we're, we're barreling towards a really shitty time of the year. So Yes, yes, we are. <sighs> You're not it. in the middle of
5: the school year, darling. You just started. I just started. <laughs> it just Stop. began.
2: So the days of getting five and a half hours of sleep are back once again. <laughs> yep.
5: Oh, God, I don't have kids. That's neat. Oh, <laughs> I got to step that one back a little bit because I just like like I'm. I'm sort of signed on with, you know, being in love with a guy who has a kid and also loving his kid and spending nights with his kid there. So yeah, no, that's going to happen with me soon. That's going to be a thing. (laughs) Um, all right. So my high and low, um, my high is I've started doing, I'm, I'm, I'm tracking with you X, um, wait, Management for me is a huge deal. Um, one of my huge successes, one of my my my, my first me emotionally significant things was after my divorce, I lost all the weight that I just could not lose when I was married. I it, part of it was that he controlled what I ate and when I ate, and part of it was that no matter how closely I tracked my calories, no, how, no matter how careful I was it didn't matter because I was under so much emotional stress that I was That's a big part of that
2: too. Oh <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah. No, that I was, that it was, that I was horribly, horribly. Well, it like I, I mean, emotional abuse has such terrible effects on your body. And, and anyone who says otherwise is ignoring the science on yeah. this. Yeah, no There's shit. actual research <laughs> on this. So, uh, no, I, I I couldn't lose the weight. And then after I got out of the marriage, I started, I started exercising, but more importantly, I cut my added sugars and I started actually watching my diet the way I wanted to, like I got to control my diet and I got to own my own body again. And so I did, and I lost a ton of weight. And then I started this.
2: It's bread. Once I start letting go of bread, (laughs) it just falls (laughs) off.
5: Gotta love bread.
2: Fuck, Gotta we, love bread. Uh, that, that i mean it's not only a utah thing but we in utah in particular have a unhealthy fucking like obsession with bread
5: no you're not wrong you
2: are
5: <laughs> not wrong. bread is neat um but yeah i cut out my added sugars and my artificial sweeteners especially the artificial sweeteners i mean it, of course, added sugar is something that I can't 100% avoid if I'm going to exist in society.
2: Be a human, yeah. Yeah. An <laughs> American, there yeah. you go.
5: Artificial sweeteners have, I've not touched for a very, very long time. And I'm, I have no plans on going back.
2: Yeah, I love my sweet and low. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. Hey, how about this for a high point for everybody this week? Obama just killed the Dakota Access Pipeline. Yay, oh, yeah. good for him. Yeah, breaking news item there. I just had to bring that one in because, yay, because they released, <clears throat> because you had private security force sicking dogs on Native American people. Fuck you guys. That shame on so you. so
5: fucking disgusting. I can't yeah. even hear
2: that. Anyway, sorry, That's back right. to you. So,
5: um. You don't gotta I give a low. Doing, <laughs> I started doing intermittent fasting, um, okay. which is basically fasting, but you're bad at it. Um, so there there there's several styles of intermittent fasting and like the the actual science says what works for you right so like maybe twice a week you don't eat you eat dinner and then you don't eat again until dinner and you do that twice a week or maybe you spend three days a week eating like very specific foods or they look up intermittent fasting
2: that's kind of what i do i i for mm-hmm. most of the work week i eat about the same thing every single day and then i change it up on the weekends
5: right so that that would be some that's so the, the okay so here's the thing about fasting if you hard fast and you don't eat anything that's actually not terribly healthy <laughs> it's actually really 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 hard on your body but then there's intermittent fasting, where the, and the one the style I've chosen because it's just just because it works for me. I'm not saying this is this has to be for everyone else. Is uh, I'm doing a two-five fast, so two days a week. I'm choosing Monday, Tuesday because fuck it, why not? I guess this is
2: Monday and Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> if, well, Let's just make Tuesday Monday even Monday- shittier, as it is. <laughs>
5: yeah, I.
2: I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
5: I guess whatever. Monday, Tuesdays are my days, and Monday, Tuesday, I fast. Uh and, and it's forty-eight hours. If you go over forty-eight hours of fasting, it's actually unhealthy. It's bad for you. Like like that's where you start to like not get the weight loss benefits and you don't get the insulin reduction and you don't get the uh added human growth hormone that your body naturally produces. So two five. And in those two days, I get five hundred calories a day.
3: Wow. That's a yeah. that's a so minuscule amount. <laughs> two
5: days, Suck balls. They're so hard. They're so hard to to live up to. Like it's it it it, it's hard on those two days. Mm -hmm. Then the rest of the week, they're like, don't eat more than you did before. But the thing (laughs) is, like, my stomach shrinks during those Mm -hmm. two days where I'm not eating and I have to make it like an active effort not to eat. So my stomach goes, it gets it gets a lot smaller. So the rest of the week, I'm like, I. Cannot. Like today, I had one like big meal. I ate a whole sandwich
3: (laughs) and and a half
5: soup (laughs) and a half soup. And uh, that was my meal. And then I snacked a couple of times. One of my snacks was hummus and cucumbers. (laughs) So, you know, not terribly calorie dense. But, like, I find myself, like, just not able – because my stomach shrinks. Like, like I, I cannot go over it. And I've actually noticed a difference. I'm actually going back to where I was and I'm losing weight again. So, I'm really, really excited. Yep. And um, I can handle – I can handle my 48 hours fasting, uh, bad fasting, where I, I do actually eat foods. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I mean, I, I, I still have my creamer and my coffee, which is, like –
2: Straight sugar. <laughs> no. Oh, no. 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 I
5: do half and half.
2: Oh. Fuck
5: okay. off. I do not touch the sugar shit. I
2: thought you were talking about like coffee <laughs> meat. Oh, <laughs> oh, God, I'm no. Half half. I'm that makes your, your coffee a dessert. <laughs>
5: No, 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 my no. Well, one, is- one little
2: bit of a blurp in your, in your coffee cup becomes a pop tart. You
5: know, yeah, it's like, <laughs> that's all your sugar for the day. For yeah. Sorry. That,
2: that's my standard measurement for things is pop tarts. You know, when I'm, when I'm <laughs> dieting or when I'm eating right, I'm like, that is about the same equivalent as a pop tart <laughs> just because it's a block of 180 calories, just. Yep, nope, like, nope. You, mm. Hey, you guys like eating at Olive Garden? Sorry. I know there's going to be smug people out there be like, "Oh, how dare you fucking eat at Olive Garden?" And Olive Garden's my fucking jam. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. But one of those breadsticks is like 160 calories and it's like Yeah, I'm oh, disappointed
5: God. in you. I'm actually disappointed in you for eating at Olive Garden because that's I Felicia, love you.
2: I live in Clearfield. <laughs> okay,
5: fair enough, fair enough Point there's, one. Not,
2: there's not exactly there's not actually like a decent fucking like Italian place to go to. Oh, you You're, can go to Fizzoli's that no i I serves
5: prosciutto because that's, mm. that's my jam
2: I know I make better food than Olive Garden makes, but sometimes I don't want to cook I don't want <laughs> to I don't want to think about it. I want them to bring me barrels of bad food <laughs> that I don't have to clean up after.
5: <laughs> no i know that feeling yeah i know yeah no so uh the the reality is that they're like don't overcompensate for calories when you're not fasting the thing is that i mean and i'm not saying this is gonna be true for everyone and i and i don't want be- because a big a big truth of healthy eating is called intuitive eating where you eat for you <laughs> like what your as body is hungry for Yeah, yeah. But you, know,
2: you, have to, you have to work to get to that point. That's the it problem. Does. So
5: it, takes, mm-hmm. it takes active effort, and you find what works for you, because genetics are varied, and we're all fucking mutts at this point. <laughs> <No>. so, <laughs> yeah, uh, race no. is a construct, you assholes. I found what, works for, <laughs> what I found works for me, and, and the thing is that when I was losing weight, I was doing intermittent fasting just naturally. Like, I just would just not eat. Be- and and this was largely because of my style and my income and many many things. Like I was just fasting because fuck it, I can't afford food or fuck <laughs> it because <laughs> I'm just tired and yeah. I don't feel like making things like, like 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 I was intermittent fasting just for, for other reasons. So now I've changed it into a an actual like diet standard where I'm intermittently fasting.
2: But you're seeing results, though. That's the good thing. Oh,
5: I am. I am. I am seeing it. I am seeing results. I've actually started going back. I I have lost some weight. I, I don't know how much because I'm not weighing myself, but I can see it. I can see it in my face.
2: Oh, and I just realized I never gave the the bookend to me weighing in at Plasma every day. Every time I go to do that. Uh, I've lost like nine pounds since last week. <laughs> and I, yeah, I, I I know it's it's mainly water and all that fun. Whatever the hell they like. Mm-hmm. I don't like that water weight shit. It, it is actual fat that has bubbled off of me. But the problem is, is that that's the easy portion. <laughs> right. <laughs> that first week is always, like, oh, wow, this is doing great. You're not going to get biggest loser amount of fucking weight loss. And I've done this many times. May I've thought about doing a separate channel where I just talk about the shit going on. But finding a community really helps out, especially if you're trying to, uh, be honest with yourself and with other people. I mean, uh, when it comes to, you know, how you're doing, I, I try to, you know, elucidate a little bit to people, like what's going on, how I'm feeling, what's going on. And there's a lot of communities out there where people are like, good job, great job. You know, even if you feel like you did shitty for the day, they'd be like, pat you on the back. You could do better next time, you know, that kind of thing. I do really well with that. And both Felicia and I belong to a group where they, yeah, they do pretty good on that kind of thing. I actually so.
5: really appreciate that, and, and um, when my fella is ready to start, because he he's been talking about it lately. But I mean, he's he's a single it's, dad.
2: Yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta oh, hit that point and, and, where it's for you. You know.
5: Yeah. No. And and don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not. I'm not like expecting. You're not badgering. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. This is yeah, all you're getting pretty him. around there. <laughs> like what he wants for himself. Like that's all. Because for me. He's handsome as shit. Like, I don't care.
2: Like, yeah. he,
5: I don't care. He's handsome. And I so, just look
2: at myself and I'm like,
5: Ugh. <laughs> right. It's, it's all internal. And so for me, when I started gaining weight on doing my, my current campaign thing, he didn't notice apparently. And he's like, nope, you look amazing every damn day. He says that like he's, and, <laughs> and I believe him. I believe that he sees that in me anyway. So no, I I've started going back on the right track, and I'm really excited about the intermittent fasting thing because today I had like one actual meal today, <laughs> and I snacked the rest of the time. Yes, yeah, and like ass a 240 <laughs> calorie breakfast, and then I had some hummus and some yogurt cheese,
3: which yogurt is a cheese? new
5: thing. Yeah, mm, um, it's that's interesting. Kind of, like, a Lebanese thing where they like cult they like culture yogurt into like cream cheese and i had are that you, on so some it's like celery. cheese then hmm. uh, it was awesome it was like cream cheese but slightly sourer like yogurt it was mm. awesome it was so good so i had that
2: that's interesting let's uh, check that out
5: laziz laziz is the company and they are at the you the salt lake farmer's market and that's the only place you can apparently buy their yogurt cheese. And it's better than cream cheese. And I'm like, I need this in my life.
2: Yeah, because (laughs) I fucking hate cream cheese.
5: (laughs) Okay. First of all, your regular cream cheese is full of fillers that are not toxic. They're not bad. They're not.
2: No, mm. but sawdust Mm -hmm. is not toxic and it's a filler. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) They just call it cellulose.
5: cellulose. I'm not even going to call it like empty calories because it's just, it's just there to like, so they can cut their product right like it's not even mm-hmm. like it's not enough of anything for it to be detrimental but flavor wise it's shit
2: it's it like cutting cove with flavor, baby
5: <laughs> and it changes the texture and if you get like real cream cheese uh there is a brand gina marie cream cheese which is a cow cream cheese um that's actually delicious and it's a lot harder to make and it's slightly more expensive, expensive
2: yeah <laughs> mm-hmm your uh, Philadelphia.
5: You know, it's hard. For you. <laughs> hey. Ah, yeah. it, it does taste better. I actually really like that stuff. Uh, and it tastes it, it almost tastes like a more mild goat's uh I, I have to use the correct term, as chef So hmm. goat goat milk can be made into all sorts of cheeses. <laughs> and a lot of people think of goat cheese is like just like that crumbly stuff that you can get.
2: Feta, yeah.
5: Yeah. Uh oh. feta is actually traditionally a sheep goat milk blend.
2: We haven't gone cheese in a long time on this. I show. know.
5: I really <laughs> like, Anyway,
2: so, but I hate to be that host. We do need to wrap up. So Kyle, yeah, 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 so, so,
5: so, so I'm, I, that's 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 where I was going. So um, I've started losing weight again. I'm feeling really good about it. A uh, low point. You don't
2: even have to do one.
5: <laughs> no, I got one. I got one. Gone. On.
2: All right, fuck Kyle. Go for it, man.
1: <laughs> I, so I got a I got a promotion at work. So. So
2: this. I'd say congratulations, I but I know what that entails. Yeah, <laughs> we we're not going to pay you anymore. We're just going to yeah. make you do extra shit.
1: <laughs> Here you go. Have some extra responsibilities. I'm like, ah. Uh, okay. I get a well, cost of living increase? No. <laughs> <laughs> but you no, know, it's a good thing because I was getting like really bored, really, really bored with my job, which was yeah, start yeah. starting to starting to really hurt so okay cool yeah no i would like to do other more interesting things like this will be good for you i'm like uh, it's gonna keep me from murdering people so sure
2: yeah okay i'm going on one <laughs> month since my interview <laughs> i haven't heard a goddamn <laughs> thing that's <laughs> but that's par for the course Standard. that's par yeah. for the course yeah
1: yeah but that's that's pretty much it i mean other than that the the this week has been really interesting uh, I'm still I'm still getting uh, feedback and fallout from the convention. Wow! And it's it's all <laughs> been it's all been really good. All right. It's all been really good, and and we've gotten a few people I know that have now found the show. Yay! So oh, if you're
5: wonderful,
1: if you're if you're listening, thank you.
5: Oh, and I'm and I actually have all, all my equipment to do my like actual nice new mic. Yeah. And- it's coming. No, I'm not on it tonight because I'm. Oh
1: so, well, yeah. Well, oh so yeah, because it's, 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 it's late and it's tired, and you were doing work stuff.
2: Yep. Our, our next episode different. will be a Sunday episode, so everybody will be more rested. It's not going to be after fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Felicia, you missed us talking about Joseph Smith's other seer stone.
5: <laughs> I heard about that shit.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're okay. Get, we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up because we need to get to the patron show uh so we've reached at we've we've come to that point that's it for this week's episode we're off to go record the secret patron show like i just said that will remain exclusive for our patrons for six months before it's made available to the rest of the world if you really want to hear what we're talking about all it takes is a buck a week and you don't even have to pay that buck a week you can just say i'm gonna pay half that you know you can do that (laughs) i'm not gonna give you shit anybody that wants to donate anything to the show i fucking love you for it so it's either that or you'll have to make do with the old ass episodes on our youtube and podcast feed And some of those are starting to get pretty cool, like how we do the show nowadays. So it's like, it's really Uh interesting to see the show's progression, because every time I do a episode for the week, I have to go back and listen to some shit from the previous like six months. And I'm like, whoa, we've grown. (laughs) (laughs) No, we still occasionally have the weird audio glitch and stuff like that. But I'm it's a it's a process. I'm learning. It's not going to mean anything until you get to that hundred. Anyway, if you don't reach a hundred episodes, you're not a real you're not a real fucking
1: podcast. You're not a real show.
2: No, how dare you? Anyway, so those (laughs) that join us beyond the veil by going to patreon.com slash utah Outcast have many options available to them. And like the LDS church, we have a greater, uh, we have greater rewards for those that are more devout to the Utah outcasts. Just go check it out. It all makes sense. Uh, we're still setting up for the in-depth Ray comfort episode. That's going to be recorded. Oh, fucking a couple of weeks. Oh shit. I don't know. Yes. I I will plan it to be recorded anyway, and we will be lampooning atheist delusion. Uh, I believe on the night of the barbecue. We'll find out about that. I'm, I'm throwing a little barbecue at the house. Anyway, uh, keep in mind you can reach us anytime through our social media empire through comments on YouTube. And I am stockpiling shitty YouTube comments for yet another shitty YouTube comments episode. That's going to be fun. Uh, voicemail, text, and email. So thanks to Felicia, Kyle, and Shalice, who took off already, uh, for joining me once again this week. Uh, but uh, the, sadly, this is the part where we must say to the Outcast, we'll catch you again next week with a brand new episode. But until then, hail Satan.
5: Bonne nuit.
1: Good night, everybody.
5: Indominus Satanus.
2: And you're welcome.
1: Hell Satan. Hell Satan. Religion evolves. You can watch it. It evolves.
4: I spent my whole life perplexed by religiousness Front doorstep debating with Jehovah's Witnesses I was a teenaged empirical thinker A spiritual seeker Obsessed with rap I considered it lyrical research This was the medium that I could think and speak in Flipping ridiculous figures of speech over beats Like every weekend My CD collection became my personal gospel I was an apostle Like Thomas wondering was it impossible To rock shows and still be thoughtful So paradoxical Speaking in tongues All over the drums like Pentecostals I figured if I could master the craft I could start a new religion Devoid of superstition A descendant of secular humanism With the ecstatic rituals Of ancient mystical shamanistical visions Except based on philosophical naturalism Which means no counterfactual claims No supernatural Nothing but reason and evidence Troops salute the rational In my religion the truth is sacred And science adjudicates it And meditation is cool If you want to find your Buddha nature But human nature exist too and it's not rude to face it enlightenment comes when we understand how evolution shapes it it's a demon haunted world you can take it from Carl Sagan whether Christian or pagan religion evolves whether it benefits one of us or whether it benefits all adaptive problems are gonna get solved religion evolves the bigger the scale of a society the bigger the gods people get along when someone's watching them religion evolves we'll send a rocket on a man mission to Mars if the holy wars Don't kill us first, let's hope religion evolves I'll turn my religion upon itself like an neuroborist, religion evolves, it adapts, ask a biologist, a cognitive psychologist, a sociologist, an anthropologist, a behavioral ecologist, religion is all of this, two or three new religions get founded a day, they're just like rap artists, most of them won't be around in a decade, they all compete for space and followers and human devotion, religion evolves, cause many are called but few are chosen, approximately 10,000 religions are currently active, Forgive me if I don't ask which exact version you practice Chances are flip of a coin is probably Abrahamic Half the planet is either Christian or Jewish or Islamic We can track the demographics, study the epidemiology But human beings have been religious since before the Holocene Twelve thousand years ago, agricultural revolution Prior to that, most of our significant evolution Small-scale societies surviving in the Pleistocene Had a strong incentive to unite like a hive of bees Religion is a device for binding people tribally And if you're in my tribal then I'll die for you, you'll die for me It's a demon-haunted world, you can take it from Carl Sagan Whether Christian or pagan, religion evolves Whether it benefits one of us, or whether it benefits all Adaptive problems are gonna get solved, religion evolves The bigger the scale of a society, the bigger the gods People get along when someone's watching them, religion evolves We'll send a rocket on a manned mission to Mars If the holy wars don't kill us first, let's hope religion evolves Religion is an evolved mental technology, definitely. But did it evolve culturally? Or did it evolve genetically? Or is it a byproduct of several other mental capacities that evolved independently and separately function adaptively like agency detection systems triggered hyperactively? Or theory of mind, which means reading people tactically, like, I know what you're thinking, who the hell is Bubba Brinkman? Is he some kind of cross between a prof and juvenile delinquent? Yeah, that's right, that's what I am. Now let's get back to the question at hand. I have a conscious mind and I'll try to predict your thoughts as best I can and I predict you've never considered what religion is adapted for or if you have then I predict you've never heard it rap before so how do I know it's adaptive? I mean it could be random drift it could be a byproduct of something else that has adaptiveness like your belly button which is amazing but it's not really for navel gazing nah, it's a side effect of your umbilical cord so religion might be a viral meme that's parasitic or it might be an adaptation for maximizing descendants it might be benefit individuals or it might benefit whole groups or it might be the invention of cynical priests trying to control you or it might be a belly button byproduct or adaptive in the past and maladaptive in the present those are good questions to ask and science can find the answers and the answers are non-obvious except for the answer to where religion doesn't come from Divine Providence. Divine
2: Providence. Divine, Providence. Divine Providence. We haven't even touched the balls. <laughs> we haven't even fondled them. We don't even. <laughs> we don't even
5: need to get to the asshole.
2: No. Peridium, maybe. <laughs> just because that's where a lot of guys are ticklish. Tickle, 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 tickle. I'm speaking for myself. I don't know about other guys. I've never tickled we, another guy's perineum, so <laughs> we just, we just, we just is teased call, the outside. Is it the same thing for guys as it is for girls? Because I know the perineum is no. the place. No, okay. So what the mm. hell? is First that of all, the
5: G spot doesn't ex- actually mm. exist. It's just your clitoris.
2: Isn't he? Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> like the perineum is the space between vagina and asshole where they have to do the episiotomy sometimes, where they snip. <laughs>
5: yeah. No, I'm fully aware
2: of that. Oh no, I'm just saying. I thought that was the same thing for guys. I thought like between. You know where your that little the gooch oh, yeah. as they call it, on guys. Is mm-hmm. it the same thing? Do they call it the same name? I don't remember. I'm
5: pretty sure it's the same endometrial tissue.
2: Yeah, I'm just wondering is. if it's called the same thing, like in Gray's Anatomy. I don't know. Homework for I this week, people. They- will find <laughs> out. Let me know.
5: <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> Tune in next week. Well, we have your answer
2: to what that space between Tune balls in next and asshole week for is for gynecological <laughs> anatomy
5: exam. <laughs> <laughs>